All right, it's game day. You only got one job to do. That's win. That means you stay focused for four quarters. Know your assignments and finish on every play. Don't be looking for shortcuts. And don't even think about making excuses. Because if you want the W, you're going to have to earn it. UltimateSportsTalk.com now presents Roger Bacon Spartans High School Football. This game is being brought to you by Kelsey Chevrolet. Call Josh Wilking, Roger Bacon Class of 2012 at 812-532-2931. KelseyChev.com. Sunday's Pub on 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. The Substation 2 in Florence. Call for your next event at 859-371-9490. OneCom Media. Call for all your digital needs at 513-268-2799. The Mount St. Joseph University. And by the Lucky Turtle on 8621 Winton Road in Finneytown. Roger Bacon Spartans High School Football is a presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. Now let's go to the stadium for today's game. It is another beautiful night for football here in Middletown, Ohio. Good evening, everyone. I'm Dave Mitchell. And tonight we have got high school football action for you this evening as the Roger Bacon Spartans are on the road for the final time here tonight. They are 3-5 and five on the year, 1-4 and four in the GCL Central, and they're in Middletown taking on the Bishop Fenwick Falcons at 4-4 four and four overall, and they are 3-2 and two in the GCL North. Rob Rickenbaugh is taking the night off tonight, so because of that, we've brought in our ace reliever here this evening, former <laughs> Roger Bacon football coach and, of course, a salesman now for Matrix, Tommy Watkins. Tommy, thanks for joining us here tonight. And thanks for having me, Rob. It's going to be a good one here this evening because both of these ball clubs are looking for to finish the season off on a fine note, and last week, of course, Roger Bacon broke their five-game losing streak, and they did it in fine fashion against a, a team that they should beat, and they played well in doing it. Yeah, they uh, they came out guns a-blazing uh, against Carroll last week, had a had a great game. Corey Kiner had one heck of a game, and uh, and their running attack was great. Their their passing attack was great. The defense was flying around, back and forth game, and uh, they were able to squeak one out. 41-28 was the final score of that game last week. Offensively, Corey Kiner ran for 274 yards in the ball game, and he had five touchdowns, and they needed each of those touchdowns, especially the last one. Yes, they Bullock is going to hand it off to Kiner. Kiner off the right side across midfield to the 45, to the 40. Breaks into the clear, 30, to the 25. Cuts back to the near side, to the 20, 15, the 10, 5. Touchdown! Woo! On fifth down, <laughs> Kiner runs it in for the score from 46 yards out. And that is the coup de gras for the Spartans. Wow! With that run, Tommy, he went over a thousand yards for the year. I'm not going to even talk about the fifth down. <laughs> I mean that that was uh, unbelievable. And we were told during the game that's the second time that's happened this year it where is. they've had fifth down. Yeah. Um, but um, you know, hey, it worked out for the Spartans in the game last Friday night. But Kiner was just electric in that game last Friday. Yeah, he was he was phenomenal. Um, well, anytime you can get a freshman that that can step up and, and play. Uh, tough as nails when the game's on the line and come through when it's clutch. I mean, you don't find that every day in a freshman. And um, 
he, he might as well be a senior out there, uh, how he plays. So it's pretty exciting to watch. He's got 1,043 yards total for the season so far as a freshman. Jared Dean is one of the top running backs in Roger Bacon's school history. Rob Rickenbaugh spoke with Dean yesterday about his thoughts on Kiner. Listen, I saw Corey... Honestly, because my a friend of my best friend Jason, I'm gonna throw him a shout, Jason Rutherford. He uh he was a coach for Corey at, at when he played Pee Wee at um in Avondale Avondale team, and uh, I seen them in the Super Bowl. And now note, I only saw Corey. He they didn't give him the ball as much as now that I realize that they should have, but they gave it to him like towards the end of the game. And listen, I was a fan. Ever since then, when he was playing Pee Wee, and I actually I was kind of a stalker because I a friend of mine, my boy, he put a picture of him up on his Facebook, and I took the picture and said, if this now this was before he was thinking about going to Roger Bacon, and I said, if this kid goes to Roger Bacon, my records are in trouble. Now I thought maybe the 295 was safe, but obviously that that went down to probably the third game of the season, so. Uh, I think he's a very talented kid, a very humble young man. Uh, he, he doesn't seem to like really know. I don't know if he even knows how good he is or maybe he does and he just isn't a type of kid that wants to just showboat, but, uh, he has a bright future and I'm excited about what he's going to bring to Spartan football, um, and the organization. Tommy, you played with Jared Dean. Talk about what kind of player he was. Jared Dean was special. Um, he, you, when he got on the field, he he put the ball in his hands. Uh, he couldn't be stopped. He was hungry. He wanted the end zone. He had a great offensive line in front of him. Um, but he was the best to ever come through Roger Bacon, other than Walt Reckers, uh, who was a the, the best. Um, and I, I know any of the grads would say the same thing about Walt Reckers and Jared Dean. But he was phenomenal to play with, and uh, one heck of a guy, one heck of a Spartan, and uh, glad to uh, share the field with him. Rob went into more depth with Jared Dean, and we'll have that entire interview for you coming up at halftime of tonight's ball game. so stick around for that. Another bright spot has been Zach Coleman, Tommy. I mean, he's sixth in the GCL this week in total yards with 954. That's almost 120 a game. He's just under 46 yards for 1,000 yards in total offense this year. He's been a special player for the team this year. Yeah, Dave, when I, when I first came to the, the, the first game for Roger Bacon this year, Zach Coleman was returning kicks, and I looked at him. I said, boy, that kid's electric. Uh, he's got some quick feet, uh, great hands. He's hungry. He goes up for the ball. He always wins the high ball, uh, and he's got some speed. So he's definitely a game changer for Roger Bacon. Well, and Rob Rickenbaugh, who's not here tonight, Tommy's sitting in for him this evening, but he had an opportunity to talk to Coleman yesterday. Zach, you have been uh, one of the highlights for the Bacon offense this season, uh, both with your returns as well as some big plays on the outside. Uh, tell me how you think the season's going. I mean, I think it's going pretty well. We could have had some better games here and there, but, you know, slow starts end with strong finishes. Uh, you were helping to adjust to a, a young quarterback who's uh, starting in the GCL for the first time. Uh, tell me what you might have done to help him along and um, maybe how, how, it, how you feel there on the outside, uh, kind of overcoming some of those young growing pains. I mean, I feel pretty comfortable with him back in the pocket. He has a nice ball he throws, and when he gets time to throw it, it's great. Uh, I'll ask you the same question I asked uh, Tyler, which is you have a really young nucleus for this team, and uh, a lot of people are excited about what's going to happen next season. Uh, do you ever get caught looking ahead to uh, next year, maybe a GCL title? I mean, some days I do, but I'm trying to stay focused on the rest of the season. But next year we have a promising future. Uh, you have had a lot of size advantage over the, the corners the past few weeks. Uh, tell me about Fenwick. 
I mean, their corners, they're all right, GCL corners, but I think I have an advantage over them. I think you probably do, too. Thank you. Have a good game tonight. And, of course, that's Zach Kuhlman before tonight's ball game. Tyler Bullock is another player that we need to talk about, Tommy, because he has really started coming around at that quarterback position the last couple of weeks. Yeah, Tyler Bullock, uh, he's a, a sophomore quarterback. He's big kid, big strong arm, uh, pretty accurate, uh, still young, still learning how to read the defenses. Um, but with uh, with Coach Henneke's offense and Coach Blout's offense, uh, they make it pretty easy for these young quarterbacks to adjust and adapt, and that's why they've been able to put up such great numbers and having uh, Corey Kiner as that running back to kind of offset that the pass game really helps out. When Bullock understands how to deal with third and long and he starts learning from that, that's when he's going to become a dangerous quarterback. Yeah, he's going to be a really, really good quarterback. I mean, you can put him up there with uh, the Sam Merkles, the John Stofas of the world, of Roger Bacon, and um, and the Stofa family. I mean, they, they were great for Roger Bacon, and uh, I expect Tyler Bullock to be one of the best ever come through the school. And Rob had an opportunity to talk with Bullock before tonight's game. Tyler, you have started uh, basically half the season now. It looks every week like you're getting more comfortable out there. Reading defenses, uh, that showed with some big plays last week. Uh, tell me uh, how you think the season's going. Uh, it's pretty well. Yeah, some ups and downs. And as you said, I'm feeling more comfortable. I'm getting a lot more used to the tempo of the game. And it's just getting easier and easier for me. It looks like, uh, especially the past few weeks, part of the problem is getting put in a lot of third and long situations that uh, allow the defense kind of just to bear down and come with the blitz. Uh, do you kind of see things the same way? Uh, yeah. Uh, in my personal opinion, I just have to try to take less sacks, probably throw the ball away more so that we can have a better opportunity in our second down opportunities. It looks like the young nucleus of this team is very promising. Is there any ever opportunity where you look ahead to next year knowing uh, how good you guys are probably going to be? Uh, yeah, I'm very excited. In my personal opinion, I believe that that will probably be my, my best year with the team. Thanks. Have a good with the game. Tyler Bullock before tonight's ball game with Rob Rickenbaugh. It's an eight-game losing streak for Roger Bacon against this Bishop Fenwick team. The last time the Spartans won over Fenwick was on September 26, 2008, and that was at Roger Bacon, 41 to 21. Since then, as we said, they've lost eight in a row. When you were coaching, did you ever have a school that you just could not beat for a long period of time? <laughs> um, well, I was there when we had some some tough seasons. We had some great seasons. We had some tough seasons. Uh, Kettering Alter, uh, when I coached here, was, was probably our nemesis. Um, we always went back and forth with them. Uh, Hamilton Baden was another. Um, we, we got McNick here and there, and and we, we got the CJs here and there. But uh, I'll probably say Hamilton Baden and Kettering Alter were probably some of the, the toughest games we always played. Well, last year on October 21st, these two teams met, and it was a 49-14 victory for Fenwick. They rolled up to a 28-7 lead at half, then scored 21 points in the third quarter, and that was it. Total offense, Fenwick had 480 yards of total offense in last year's game compared to just 230 for the Spartans. But tonight's a different story. The Spartans 3-5, and 1-4 and four in the GCL, taking on Bishop Fenwick, 4-4 four and four on the year. Tommy and I will be back with more on tonight's pregame show after this timeout. A dental sealant is a thin coating that's painted on teeth. It's a quick, easy, and painless way to help prevent cavities in children. Sealants prevent the most cavities when applied soon after permanent molars come in. That's about age 6 for first molars and age 12 for second molars. Sealants can protect against cavities for up to 9 years.
They can be applied in dental offices or using portable dental equipment in community settings like schools. Although the number of children in the U.S. with sealants has increased over time, low-income children are 20% less likely to have sealants and twice as likely to have untreated cavities than higher-income children. Untreated cavities can cause pain, infection, and problems eating, speaking, and learning. Applying sealants in schools for low-income children could save millions in dental treatment costs. To learn more, visit cdc.gov slash vital signs. Dave Mitchell, Tommy Watkins back here at Cruzlink Field in Middletown Fenwick. We're about eight minutes away from the kickoff of tonight's ball game. And it gives us an opportunity to take a look at the scores from last week around the GCL. As we said, Roger Bacon defeated Carroll last week 41 to 28. It was Fenwick over Marion 36 to 6. Alter beat Baden 35 to nothing. And Chaminade edged McNicholas 24 21. That means in the north, Alter and Chaminade are on top with 5 and 0 records and they are playing coming up, uh, is that this week? They are playing next week. Chaminade and Alter, so that ought to be a good one. Then comes Fenwick at three and two. Over in the central, it's Baden and McNicholas tied at the top at three and two, and then comes Roger Bacon. So tonight's schedule around the area, well, you've got McNicholas taking on Alter. That game is being played at Fairmont. Purcell goes to Carroll, and Baden will be at Chaminade. Outside the GCL tonight, Milford is at Anderson. St. Charles of Columbus will play at LaSalle, and Princeton is at Hamilton. But this Fenwick team, Tommy, when you look at it, they've really been playing two quarterbacks this year, but tonight they've decided Sully Janik was one and Keegan Corbett was another, but when you look at this, they're going to go with Keegan Corbett tonight and he's the runner. Yeah, Keegan Corbett uh, was a running back as well. They switched him over to quarterback this year, or actually last couple weeks due to an injury, so I anticipate him to run the ball a lot and uh, try and ground the pound offense and uh, really try and make Roger Bacon stop them. Roger Bacon's going to put some, some guys in the box and see what they can do to contain them. Fenwick's done it on the road this year. They finished up 3-2 and two on on the road. They're 1-2 and two here at home. They'll play Carroll next week. That's their senior night, and then they are done for the season. Their coach, John Argood, 19 years, 125 wins, 63 losses. He was an outstanding coach elsewhere and came in here on an interim basis and has done a pretty decent job with a Fenwick squad. Yeah, I mean, Fenwick's an up-and-coming school. I mean, the last couple years, uh, they've had some really good teams, and um, I mean, the facilities out here are great. The very up in Monroe and Middletown is growing, so they're starting to get some of those kids that are in between the Molers and the Badens and St. X and, and schools like that. So uh, they, they have a great program. Offensively, Fenwick averaging 21 points a game. They're giving up 23 points per game. Roger Bacon under Mike Blout in his third year, 9-19 and 19 career record. They took some big strides in the last couple of weeks against Chaminade and Carroll. And Zach Cappell is one of the reasons why. He has really started to turn it around in the last couple of games. He's quickly becoming that second option that Bullock has needed as far as a receiver is concerned. And Rob Rickenbaugh had the opportunity to talk with Cappell earlier this week. Zach, uh, you've kind of been... Uh the emergency outlet for Tyler this season, you know, whenever we needed a big play, especially over the middle, you've been there. Um, tell me what you've done to kind of help this young quarterback along. Uh, I've just kind of been trying to work hard and keep him staying, making sure he's staying positive and just trying to get open to help him out. Uh, tell me, I, I like to ask guys sometimes uh, what it means to be a student athlete here at Roger Bacon. Uh, why don't you tell some of those listeners who are thinking about coming uh, what it means to play football and be a student here at Roger Bacon? Um, what it means to me is, 
football here, you build a family, and they help you stay focused. Yes, we'll have ups and downs in the season, but being a student athlete, it will help you become a better man. And the teachers here really help you to stay focused and work hard in the classroom. Uh, so you guys have had some ups and downs. Certainly last week was a big win, but I know there were some tough losses before then. Uh, as still just a junior, but one of the veteran guys on this team, uh, tell me what you guys might be doing to, to keep some of the young guys up and keep the morale high. Uh, we've been usually just trying to stay positive, not yell at each other and get down on each other, but keep each other up and just stay focused on what's going to happen next and keep doing what we're doing. Uh, what do we have to look forward to uh, against Fenwick tonight? Uh, I think we're going to win. Uh, that's what I like to hear. Have a good game tonight. Thanks. I know I need to pay attention to my health, but I just can't seem to find the time. Between rushing to work and taking care of the kids, there's not much time left over for me. So I decided to start small by eating more fruits and vegetables and being more active. And then I got the family to make some changes, too. We started by keeping a bowl of fresh fruit on the counter, and I limit the amount of sweet snacks I keep in the house. I've also found some creative ways to add more vegetables to our meals. We're taking more walks, and on the weekends, we head down to the pool at the rec center. It doesn't happen every day, but it does happen. You don't have to change your entire life to be healthier. Just make some simple changes and include your family. You'll see how easy and fun it can be. You can make a difference. Eat smart, play hard. And when you do, your kids will too. A challenge from USDA. Back here at Fenwick High School, I'm Dave Mitchell with Tommy Watkins. Tommy, Rob and I have talked about all year long that what Roger Bacon needed to do was find a different option for the offense to lean upon other than Kiner. And once they did that, they would be able to open things up for Kiner. And they seemed to do that last week with Kuhlman and Kappel at the receiver spots. Yeah, they have a great one-two punch in, in Coleman and Kappel. Uh, the defenses are focusing on Kiner. They're putting a spy on him. Um, so his yards are, are harder to come by, which makes his, his big games even more impressive. Um, then you have uh, the Coleman and, and uh, Kappel factor. You know, they're getting open. They're sitting in their spots. Uh, and Bullock's just finding them and, and picking some teams apart, which is uh, giving Bacon some success. Have you ever been through a football season where the evenings have been just great almost every every game all year? You can't beat this weather all year. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's a gorgeous night for football, and uh, hopefully we can pull out a win here. Yeah, it's about 70 degrees here tonight in Middletown. There are some clouds in the sky, but I'll tell you one thing. There is no wind to speak of here tonight. It is just a gorgeous night for football. Want to make this comment, and we'll talk, won't even talk about it, but just want to make this statement. High school kids will be high school kids. 
We all know that. We've been there before. There are four players in tonight's ballgame for Roger Bacon that the administration is sitting down for the first quarter because they were kids. We're not going to talk about it. We're not going to disclose who the players are, but they were kids, and the administration in typical Roger Bacon, excellent fashion, has taken care of the situation, and that is it. So that's all we're going to say about that here tonight, and that'll be just for the first quarter. So we're about set to go here tonight. Middletown Fenwick, they're, of course, the home team. They're adorned in their maroon uniforms with tops and bottoms, gold numerals, and helmets and white shoulders. And for Roger Bacon, as they break their huddle and come into the their sideline across the way, they're, of course, in their road white uniforms with brown pants, brown numerals, and the white helmets here tonight. We are about set to go for this one. Roger Bacon at 3-5 and five overall. Broke their five-game losing streak last week against Carroll, winning it by a final score of 41-28. to And, of course, Bishop, they're coming into this ballgame with a 4-4 four and four mark. They are 3-2 and two in the north of the GCL. I did not catch who got the coin flip to start, but I believe it is going to be Fenwick that is going to be kicking off, and it looks like that's going to be the case, and they'll be going from right to left across your computer screen here tonight. Kicking it off will be Matt Beckman. Beckman, a 5'9", 150-pound junior, number 91, and he will be kicking it off, and we'll see who's going to be back set to return for the Spartans here tonight. And it's going to be Corey Kiner, who will drop back set to return, along with... Keontae Deer. Deer's going to be back there, but the single setback really is going to be Kiner. So Kiner is going to take over the kickoff return duties at least for the first quarter of tonight's ball game. We're set to go. Glad to have you along tonight on UltimateSportsTalk.com. I'm Dave Mitchell with Tommy Watkins as week nine of the high school football season is set to get underway. And Beckman is a an extreme sideways kicker. He lines up about an hour, a yard behind the line of scrimmage, and he's going to just pooch one up the field to about the 30-yard line, and that is where Zach Kappel fair caught the football at the 30-yard line, and that's where the Spartans will start it out first and 10 at their own 30. Yeah, that's a great job by Zach Kappel, uh, just fair catching that. You don't see that a lot in, in, in kids in high school having the, the football awareness to, to fair catch that pooch kick like that. So the Spartans start out first and ten. They send Kappel out wide to the right-hand side. Bullock out of the pistol formation with Kiner to his left. He hands it off to Kiner. Kiner up the left side, the far side. He'll break it across the 30, out to the 32-yard line for about a gain of a yard on the play, and he'll bring up second down nine. He has a, a big push by uh, Fenwick's defensive line there. It looks like they have a spy on Corey Kiner. Uh, two linebackers are, have a double spy on him right now. Actually, they put him right back at the 31-yard line, said his knee was down there, and that's where they'll spot him, second down 10. So no gain for Kiner on the first run of the night. Bullock, low snap from center. He's going to throw it out to the right-hand side to Kappel on a bubble screen. He's going to take it out to about the 31-yard line. He's going to be picked up down immediately right at the line of scrimmage by Ben Gersley. Yeah, that play had a chance to go. Uh, Logan Wolf missed the block there. Uh, he gets in front of that guy. He's going for at least a 7-8-yard gain. So Gusley with the tackle. He leads this team in tackles. So it's third down 
and nine yards to go. They'll give Capel about a yard on that completion. Edmondson goes out wide to the left-hand side, along with Blout coming out to the near side is Capel. Ball on the near hash mark, out of the pistol, dropping back is Bullock. Bullock looking to his left, he's going to be hit behind the line and dropped immediately. He had no time all the way back to the 23-yard line. Yeah, it came right up the center there, right at, right through the A-gap. Uh, both A-gaps were, were both split, so uh, looks like they're putting a lot of pressure through the A and B gaps there, and uh, Bacon's going to need to find something out in order to protect the, the quarterback there. So first sack of the night for Fenwick, and dropping back to punt this football away is Luke Bird, and Bird's had an excellent year punting this season. Fenwick drops two men back to return. High snap, but Bird gets it down. He's going to get a high short kick that's going to hit it about the 50-yard line, take a Roger Bacon bounce into Fenwick territory, and will go out of bounds. Well, they had him originally spotted at the 46. They'll mark him up to the 48, and that is where Fenwick will start first and 10 for their first offensive possession of the night at their own 48-yard line. Couldn't decide where they wanted to spot the ball there, could they? <laughs> I just... You never know when the officials start out one spot and then keep moving forward. I know they're trying to ascertain where the ball went out of bounds at, but still. 10.02 left to go in this first quarter of play. We have just begun. Roger Bacon went three and out. And now, starting out at quarterback, is Corbett. And Corbett pitches it out around the right-hand side, gets a block to his running back inside Roger Bacon territory. That is Bradley Davenport, and Davenport with a head of steam, took it inside the 40 to the 38-yard line on the play. Yeah, Zach Witten took a bad angle there. If he if he takes that angle directly to him, he had a shot to get him in the backfield, missed him on that sweep. 14 yards on the pickup and a first down for Fenwick at the 39-yard line of Roger Bacon. Davenport in the backfield. Fegan is the quarterback. Davenport, handoff goes off to the wing back. And that would be Caleb Davis. Davis, number four, takes it down to the 35-yard line for a gain of three. And it'll be second down and call it a long six yards to go for the Falcons. Good stop by Logan Wolf there coming down the line and, and making that play. Joe Durham into the ball game for the man who just ran the ball, Caleb Davis. Durham into the contest. He is a senior, 225-pounder. And he lines up on the right-hand side. Now moves in motion to the near side. Pitch out to Davenport around left side. He's going to take it inside the 35 to the 30. And he'll skip out of bounds at about the 27-yard line on the play for a gain of seven. But that's enough for another Fenwick first down. It looks like they're overloading the, the, the one side of, the, of Roger Bacon's defense. They're giving up the edge on multiple plays there. If they can just go ahead and widen out, maybe widen their splits, uh, maybe keep them from getting sealed so they don't get that edge right away. Keegan is a running quarterback, but we have yet to see him run the football as of yet. He's got over 800 yards rushing this year. Davenport in the backfield. Handoff goes to Davenport off the right-hand side. He's going to be hit and dropped at the 30, man, make it the 27-yard line. We've seen a lot of holds this year not called. <laughs> yeah, there was a few there. That wasn't a hold. That was a tackle. Yeah, Josh King just got destroyed there. Yeah. Second down after a two-yard gain by Davenport. Now he's going to step out of the ball game and back in as Davis. So it's second down, eight yards to go for the Falcons. By the way, Stan Hart not playing tonight. If you recall last week, they had to take him off on a stretcher. And the linebacker is not in tonight's game, but he's in good shape. He had a concussion. Went home that night. 
to his own home, and he's in good shape. He might be back next week. Handoff up the right-hand side to Davis. Davis off the left-hand side. He's going to take it inside the 25 to the 23-yard line. So that's a gain of five yards on the play, and it'll bring up third down and Call it five yards to go. Here's the money down. This is this is where you get paid. This is where you make the big bucks. <laughs> so it's third down five. Ball resting at the 23-yard line of Fenwick. The defense has had trouble on third down this year, and the offense has had trouble for Roger Bacon on third down. I expect them to run something out there in the flat, maybe flood the zone out on the right side. Keegan. Looking over to the sideline, now to his wrist where he's got the wristband with the plays on it. Moves Davis in motion. Pitch out comes around the left-hand side. And running inside the 20 and down to the 18-yard line is the fullback, that being Joe Durham. And Durham picks up eight on the play and a first down for Fenway. Yeah, on that, on that type of play, we really need the safety start creeping up a little bit, play that alley, uh, maybe take away and give a little bit of run support once he reads run. Yeah, when you know Keegan doesn't want to throw the ball, what do you do as a defensive coordinator? Try stacking the box with eight or nine players? Yeah, I mean, Roger Bacon was going to come in with a 5-3. It looks like they're going to a 6-2 here. Um, Handoff goes to Davis, and Davis is going to take it down to the 15-yard line after a gain of, call it about two yards on the play, and it'll bring up second and eight. I expect Coach Clemens to run that at least through while they're in the red zone is run that 6-2 man up and, and take his chances with them throwing the ball, especially with an inexperienced quarterback. They run really a conventional offense, but their running backs are up tighter to the quarterback who goes under center. Yeah, it, it's just so they can get that, that quick burst off the ball. Um, you know, it doesn't give you a lot of reaction time, and it's a quick hole that's going to open up. And maybe they're worried about a, a smaller offensive line that, that Fenwick looks to have right now. Now everybody looks like they're checking their time. They're checking their wristbands for the play call. Keegan with the play clock down to four. I don't think he realizes it. And Fenwick, they're going to call a timeout is going to have to be called by Fenwick, and that's what they'll do. We'll take one also. 6.54 left to go in the first quarter. We've got no score. Spartan fans, Josh Wilking here, proud member of the class of 2012 with Kelsey Chevrolet, your full-service Chevrolet dealership and proud partner of Roger Bacon Athletics. Thank you, Spartan Army, for making Kelsey Chevrolet Greater Cincinnati's fastest-growing full-size franchise dealer, all because of your family believing in ours. Sales, service, parts, and body shop. We can handle all your automotive needs. KelseyChev.com. Hail Spartans. We are Kelsey Chevrolet, from our family to yours. Dave Mitchell, Tommy Watkins back here at Fenwick where it is no score, but Fenwick has really kept the ball on the ground this entire drive, Tommy. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't anticipate him passing. I mean, Roger Bacon's going to have to start stacking the box like they've been doing the last couple of plays, which has worked for him, um, and, and force him to throw the ball. I think they only threw the ball seven times last week against Purcell, so I expect a heavy run game. Davenport and Davis in the backfield. Keegan under quarterback, or under center. Pitch out. Comes around the left-hand side to one of the receivers. Another hold. And that is Claremont, or Claremont. Clasari, Clasari with the run, and he takes it inside the 10, excuse me. And it's going to bring up about third down and four yards to go after a gain of three. So Clasari, first time anybody's run the ball other than their top three running backs. We haven't even seen Keegan run the football yet. Yeah, most of their runs have been to the left side as well. They haven't tested that right side. Actually, it looks like we may see it right here. Corbett under center. Handoff comes to Davenport. He takes it off left guard down to the seven-yard line for a gain of about a yard on the play. And it'll bring up, well, are they going to say that's a first down? 
I think they're going to give him the first down. Nope. It's fourth down. It is fourth down. They yep. Inadvertently, the yard marker marked it first. But now it's fourth down and a, less than a yard to go. And that's three plays in a row that they've run to the left side. And if my math's correct, they've run seven of their last plays to the left side. Ball on the near hash mark, and it's been on the near hash mark. And now the side judge throws his flag. And let's see what he's going to call from the side. It's a neutral zone. And it's going to be a sideline infraction called against against the Spartans. So a sideline infraction, that's just a warning. That's no penalty for the first one. The second one, then they'll mark off a five-yard penalty. Now the clock starts. Corbett under center. He's got Davenport in the backfield. Handoff right up the middle to the fullback. He's going to take it down to the five-yard line, and I think he's got enough for the first down, that being Durham. And Durham picks up two, and he's got enough for the first down to the five-yard line. It'll be first and goal. That's a lot of A-gap offense right now for Benwick. Everything's going in between the, the center and the guard, and they're trying to exploit that A-gap here. Uh, maybe they think Roger Bacon's undersized at the nose position, and uh, hopefully they get a good stand here. Uh, is it first and five, maybe? First and goal. First and goal for Fenwick at the five-yard line. Corbett under center. He's got Durham and Davenport in the backfield. A lot of movement on the line. Fake handoff. Good Corbett's going to keep it himself, and he's going to be hit at the five and driven back to about the six for a loss of a yard. Great job, Logan Wolf. Uh, that, was a, that was a team effort there. Great, great gang tackling, rallying to the football. Uh, stop for no gain, and a couple more plays like that, we're in business. Davis, the speed back, is in for Davenport, who's the power back. Staying in the backfield, though, is Durham. Corbett under center as the play clock hits 15. Second and goal from the six of Fenwick. Davis in motion. Pitch out comes around the left-hand side to Durham. Durham runs out of bounds at the three-yard line. Zach Witten just took a nice stiff arm there uh, by that big boy for from Fenwick. Three-yard gain for Durham, but it's be third and goal from the three-yard line of the Spartans with 4.49 remaining. Yeah, he had, he was in great position, ready to make the play, and, and that kid's just big and strong. Tough to fight through that one. John Gillen, a senior fullback, checking into the lineup for Fenwick now. Gillen is the fullback, and the eye back out of the, the eye formation is Caleb Davis. I expect a sweep. And they're going to hand it off to Gillen. No, Corbett's going to keep it himself. He's going to be stacked up at the two, but he's going to dive forward off the right side and into the end zone for the score. I don't know if he wasn't stopped there or he looked like he was stopped. Looked like he was, but he fell into the end zone for the score, and that makes it Fenwick six and the Spartans nothing with 444 remaining to go in this first quarter of play. In to attempt the extra point is Matt Beckman. Let's see if he is quite the sidewinder on extra points as he was on the kickoff. And now Corbett looks over to the side. He's the holder. Came out of his hold stance, went to the line, barked out signals. Now he goes back down, and the snap is true. The kick is up, and the kick is good. 4.44 left to go in the first quarter. Your score, it's Fenwick 7 and Roger Bacon, nothing. Explore your nursing career options at Mount St. Joseph University. Built upon 90-plus years of experience in nursing, the Mount's nursing programs prepare professional and ethical leaders who promote holistic, evidence-based healthcare practices. The Mount's nursing programs are fully accredited by the Commission of Collegiate Nursing Education. Apply now at msj.edu apply to begin classes in the fall. 
Mount St. Joseph University continues to be a proven leader in nursing education. Visit us at msj.edu. 4.44 left to go, and Fenwick just ran right through the Roger Bacon defense for that drive and take the 7 to nothing lead. And, Tommy, from a layman's terms, I would think that the Spartans are going to have to bring everybody up to the line of scrimmage and force Corbett to throw the ball. Yeah, they're going to have to. Um, it, it's, come, it's going to come to the point where they're going to chew up a lot of clock, and this game's going to get shortened real quick uh, unless Roger Bacon starts throwing the ball. Uh, where Roger Bacon's going to have to start putting everybody in the box, six, eight guys in the box, make them throw man-to-man, and uh, made the best man win the ball. Beckman off to the left-hand side of the football again, and he's about, just about a yard deep. He's going to pooch it again, and he's going to pop it over to Kappel, and Kappel is going to take it in at his 32-yard line. <laughs> Kiner just blasted somebody. <laughs> and there comes late the flag. Flag. late flag. Late, late flag. Boy, that was five seconds after the play. Yeah, it was. And Kappel made the fair catch as of right now. The ball will be at the 32-yard line, but let's wait and see what the flag is going to be. And I can almost guarantee it's going to be against Roger Bacon. They're going to call unnecessary roughness, I would bet. I mean, it was in the middle of the play. Um, the, the whistle hadn't blown, and, I mean, it was, it was a great hit. Was it necessary? Probably not. It was away from the ball a little bit. Um, hopefully the, the young man's okay, though. Well, there's a player down on the field across the way. Coach Blout's really hot about this right now. And the official comes over, and he's going to make the play. It's a dead ball personal foul called against the Spartans. The, the challenging part here is the official on Fenwick's side threw, threw the flag, and it was right in front of the official on the Roger Bacon side who didn't even see a problem with the play when it happened right in front of his face. So um, maybe some of the, the boos and the stands got to him a little bit to, to entice him to throw that one a little bit. That might have been one of those plays, Tommy, where if the player just gets up and runs off the field, it's no, not a, it's, it's no flag. Yeah, his mouthpiece went flying too, so it was definitely a good shot. He's definitely down on the field. We're going to take a timeout here with 444 remaining to go in the first quarter. We'll take a break. Your score, it's Fenwick 7 and Roger Bacon. Nothing. Great food and a fun atmosphere. Join your old friends and new at Sunday's Pub on 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. The month of October marks the 10th anniversary for Sunday's, and they're celebrating. On Mondays is server night. All domestic beers are $1.50. Stop in on Fridays before the game starting at 4 for free appetizers. And when the Bengals are on the road, join Sunday's for a Bengals potluck party. See the Bengals on the big screens at Sunday's. Your taste buds will water when you walk into Sunday's Pub. Sunday's Pub, 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. Jacob Burning. Well, Jacob Burning is the player that they are taking off the field, and most of the time, we're able to say that the, the player's walking off under his own power. This time, Jacob Burning is needing as much help as he can get just to get to the sideline. So, Roger Bacon will have it. Bullock, off a fake handoff, he's going to run the football right up the middle, and he's going to be stopped at the 15-yard line. Loss of about three on the play. They marked that penalty back to about the... 18-yard line, Tommy, from where he caught the football at about the 33. So the 15-yard penalty made it first and 10, but then Bullock just lost four yards, makes it second down and 13 yards to go. Yeah, no time to throw the football there. Roger Bacon's going to have to start maybe challenging him with some screens or something like that in order to to offset some of this, this pass rush that they're getting right now. So it's second down, call it 13 yards to go. Ball on the far hash mark. Moving in motion. To the far side is one of the receivers, and taking it in is Wolf, and Wolf is going to be hit behind the line of scrimmage and stopped right there for no gain on the play. 
Logan Wolf with the run. He moved in motion and took it on the jet. Got stopped right at the line of scrimmage, third and 13. Yeah, I expect Roger Bacon to come out and maybe their ring or ling package here. Three wide receiver set. Maybe run a, a flood route. Maybe roll Bullock out, get him in the open, kind of away from that rush. Bullock, Roger Bacon doing more huddling up tonight than they have in the previous, well, previous seven weeks. Yeah, got to slow that game down a little bit and manage that clock. Trips to the near side with Edmondson. Wolf is out there along with Capel. Bullock drops straight back on third and 13. He's going to throw it out to the right, and it is incomplete. And that was pass interference, but no call made by the side judge. Logan Wolf got hit way before the ball got there, but no call. Fourth down and 13, and it's punting time for the Spartans. Yeah, definitely missed one there. Uh, he got hit way early on that one. He actually could have probably picked that ball off and walked it to the house if he really wanted to. Um, but Roger Bacon, like I said, was flooding that route there and in that zone. So we got Bird back to punt here. So back set to punt is Bird, and Bird will punt the football away from his own 15, and he gets a good high punt that will be taken in by Fenwick at right at midfield. And fair caught by Henry Nenny. That's a gorgeous punt. 50-yard punt it looked like. That was a great punt by Bird. 50-yard punt on the play. 3.04 remaining to go in this first quarter of play. It's 7-0. Fenwick with the football for the second time tonight. And they drove right down the field for the score earlier in the quarter. Corbett under center. Corbett with the hands it off up the middle. It goes to Davis. Davis breaks a couple of tackles inside the 40 to the 35, 30, 25, and he's going to be drugged down at about the 20-yard line. Yeah, Logan Wolf had a chance to get him right there at the line of scrimmage. Missed the tackle. Then Ryan Blount missed the tackle, and he's able to get through and, and scamper away for a few extra yards. So a big gainer on the play of 32 yards takes it down to the 18 yard line and Fenwick has set up first and 10 at the Spartans 18. The thing I've noticed so far is, is just the strength of Fenwick. Their legs, I mean, they're built like thoroughbreds out there. Yeah, they've got a couple of running backs that are very, very big. Pitch out comes around the right hand side to Davis again. Davis, flag down, thrown into the middle of the line of scrimmage. Davis is going to be hit behind the 20. Back to the 22 for a loss of four on the play. And it's going to be a hold against Fenwick. Hey, we finally got one there. That's great. Great play. Great defensive play. And when, and when you beat your man, they're forced to hold you. So, I mean, anytime we can get around that offensive lineman and force him to grab that jersey, that's a great thing for us on, on the defensive side of the ball. And Mike Blout will decide to take the penalty. And it will bring up, boy, it's going to knock them back all the way to the 33-yard line and bring up second uh, make it first down and call it about 25 26 yards to go let's see if coach Clements dials up a blitz here Corbett under center he's got the T formation hand off to Davis around the left hand side to the 30 inside the 30 to the 25 and he's going to be brought down inside the 25 yard line near the 24 gain of six on the carry and it's second down and call it 17 yeah right off tackle there a couple extra yards and uh, Roger Bacon had a chance to, to plug that lane, and, and we just didn't fill it quick enough. Under two minutes and running left to go in this first quarter. It's 7-0 Fenwick. Davenport in the backfield with Davis. 
And Corbett's going to keep it around the left-hand side. He's going to be stacked up and down at the 27-yard line on a big play by Roger Bacon's Amos Zardi. He's really played well the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, I've noticed the last couple of weeks watching him. I mean, Coach Clements told me a while ago that he's going to be something special. And uh, he's, he's got a knack for finding the football. He's young, and uh, it's great to watch that effort. And he did a great job there. Loss of three, third down, and 20 yards to go for a Fenwick first down. A minute 15 left to go in this first quarter. Dropping back is Corbett. Corbett trying to set up a screen. He's going to throw it into the flat, and it Great is job. incomplete. Good job by the Roger Bacon defense, and the ball was thrown over the head of Davis on the play. Incompletion brings up fourth down and 20 yards to go with a minute nine remaining in this first quarter. Fenwick with the 7 nothing lead. They went right down the field. So, the ball sitting at the 27-yard line. Corbett is going to line up at a running back spot now. Play the sticks here. Don't give up the inside. They're probably going to throw something up in the air, hope for a flag. Uh, I anticipate ball going up here to number either 1 or 11, maybe crisscrossing here. Maybe watch the back of the backfield. Clisseri is the quarterback now. Clisseri drops back. He's looking over the left-hand side. He's going to be hit and dropped. Coming in from the blind side for Roger Bacon is Nate Stark. And he just drilled him right in the numbers. Great play by Nate Stark. I mean, backside, the back, he, the quarterback was looking at the running back coming out of the backfield, going to the left side of the, the field, and uh, hitting blindside and crushing. Great play. Way to get off the field defense. So the ball at the 32-yard line with a minute four to go in this first quarter. It's 7 nothing Fenwick. And after the sack, first one of the night, or excuse me, second one of the night for Roger Bacon. They will take the ball over first and ten at their own 32. Bullock under center. Sends trips out to the far side. Kiner to his right. Hand off to Kiner. Takes it right up the middle. And he's going to be hit right at the 32, but struggles forward out to the 35, maybe to the 36-yard line, and a gain of four on the play, second and six. He made something out of nothing there, Dave. I mean, that kid is so special. I mean, stopped behind the line of scrimmage, danced a little bit, found an opening, and just went for it. I mean, just straight forward, always falls forward. It's, it's pretty impressive to watch. Glad he's a Spartan. Hope he's always a Spartan. That is his second carry in the first quarter, believe it or not. Just his second carry. Half a minute left to go in this first quarter of play. Trips out to the left-hand side. Kiner now lines up to the right. A bullock out of the pistol. Capel on the far side. Moving in motion is Bird. Dropping over the middle. Capel couldn't get the pass from Bullock. He got wrapped up and brought down immediately. Looked like that ball got tipped a little bit as well. Might have. So it brings up third down and a long six yards to go with 19 seconds remaining in the first quarter. 7 nothing. your score. Fenwick leads it. They took their opening possession of the night and drove it down the field for the score. So Bullock on third down and call it seven yards to go is where they've actually got the yard marker spot. Drop back. Looks on the left-hand side. He's going to be hit. Tried to get away from the, the sack but could not do it. And he's hit and sacked for the second time tonight. Back to the 32-yard line for a loss of three. And it will be punting time for Roger Bacon when we return. That's the end of the first quarter of play here from Middletown. Fenwick leads it at the end of one. It is seven to nothing.
CardinalMotors.com. Cardinal Motors, serving the Tri-State's vehicle needs. Quality vehicles, friendly staff. Visit us today at CardinalMotors.com. 513-939-AUTO. Good credit, bad credit, first-time buyer, we got you covered. CardinalMotors.com. I got my new car at CardinalMotors.com. Looking for your next quality car, truck, van, or SUV? Visit CardinalMotors.com today. Visit us at any of our three locations in Hamilton and Fairfield. So as we head into the second quarter of play here, it is seven to nothing. Fenwick on top of things here at home. They play their last two games at home during this regular season. They finished up their road schedule last week. So now Roger Bacon will have to punt the football away, and they will do it with Bird, and Bird will punt it away from his own 32-yard line. Yeah, it looks like Roger Bacon's going to have to get something going short and quick. Uh, those long routes are causing him to... Oh, high snap. Bird's got to go back and get it, but no rush. He brings it down. He's going to get a booming kick away into territory, and it's going to take a Roger Bacon bounce inside the 30, inside the 25, and it'll be down at the 24-yard line. And when that's all said and done... That is a 46-yard punt for Bird, and what an excellent job. Another great punt for Bird. A long line of of birds that have gone through Roger Bacon. I had the privilege of coaching uh, John Bird as well, who was a great defensive back and and wide receiver at Roger Bacon. They're just full of athletes. So it's first and ten for Fenwick, and they will go back with Corbett at quarterback. Brought in number two. For the fourth down play, Clissari, but he got sacked, so Corbett is back in a quarterback. T formation, Corbett hands right up the middle, and it goes to Davenport, and Davenport takes it out to the 30-yard line for a gain of four on the play, second and six. Great play by Chris Googly there. Googly into the ball game. He's playing with that club on his left hand. He's got that broken hand, and he plays with that, and he did a nice job there of stacking up that play. Now they're going to give him a lot more than I anticipated. Boy, they put him all the way out to about the 30-yard line, so it's a gain of six. Second down four. What a generous, yeah. T formation again for Fenwick. And the handoff goes to Davenport again, and Davenport takes it outside the 33-yard line, and he'll be stopped right there. That's Durham. Durham, excuse me. 44 is Durham, 42 is Davenport, and Durham carried the football, and he picked up the first down after a gain of three. Yeah, I anticipate them to continue to run the football here. Uh, Roger Bacon's going to have to load that box up even tighter, maybe bring those linebackers up a little closer uh, to, to prohibit the offensive line from getting to that second level. Well, the thing about it is, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, and that's right now what... Fenwick is doing. They're running the football. Now Corbett's going to drop back. He's going to throw it. it. Fade pattern, and it is incomplete. Tried to go out on the left-hand side to Vogelsang, and Vogelsang could not come up with it. Not a good pass by Corbett. And that's what we, that's what Roger Bacon needs to do, continue to force them to pass the ball. And if they can do that, I mean, they're going to have a, a real good shot in this game because it doesn't look like he can throw the ball very well. He's mainly a runner. Like we said, he's got over 800 yards rushing this year. He played a lot of games of running back. And then a couple of games ago, they put him back at quarterback after alternating him in and out there. Corbett under center, T formation again with Davenport and Davis dropping back. Corbett's going to throw it in the flat. It is complete for Sari. And a hold is going to be called finally outside the 40, out to the 44-yard line. It's close to a first down, but 
that'll all be for naught because there was a hold that will be called against Fenwick. Yeah, um, looked like a Vogel slang from uh, Fenwick had had our guy right there locked up on the inside, and then he moved his hands to the outside, and uh, our defensive back was smart enough to roll his back towards him and, and cause him to hold him. 10.32, clock stopped on the penalty, and it is a hold called against Fenwick. And it will knock them back inside the 35 to the 34-yard line and bring up second and 10. So just like an incompletion, brings up second down, 10 yards to go. Receivers out wide on both sides for Fenwick. They're in a T formation. They run a tight end set. Now moving in motion, Davenport. Pitch out comes around the right-hand side to Davis. He's going to be stacked up. Reverses his throw. Goes to the left, but he's going to be hit by a host of Spartan tacklers at the 30-yard line for a loss of five. There were seven Spartans in on that tackle. They tried to run it out wide, but he really didn't have any help blocking-wise. And it brings up third down, 14 yards to go. Should force him to run or at least go to the wide side, field side of the of the play here. Hopefully we can get a big play out of Jake Speed. I've watched his tight end streaking down the middle of the field. Looks like we're all bunched up tight, so probably manned up here. Eye formation, Davis in the eye slot. And now a timeout is going to be called by Roger Bacon. We'll take one also. 9.44 remaining in the first half. Your score, it is 7-0 Fenwick. For most military service members, returning home is a joyful time. But when these troops come home injured, it can be the beginning of a long and painful struggle to recuperate. A struggle that can affect their entire family. The Coalition to Salute America's Heroes is a nonprofit organization that has put together an array of support services for these heroes. They include programs that help with jobs and financial aid, as well as conferences that can assist them on their road to recovery. The goal is to help our heroes and their families transition back to civilian life with pride and dignity. Our servicemen and women all volunteer to serve and defend this nation. The Coalition to Salute America's Heroes can help you thank them for their sacrifices both on and off the battlefield. To learn more or to find out how you can volunteer to help at a VA hospital, call 1-888-44-SALUTE or visit saluteheroes.org on the web. 9.44 9.44 after that timeout. Dropping back is Corbett. Corbett rolls out to his left. He's going to throw the ball over the middle, and it is knocked away and incomplete by Amir Muhammad. Great play there. Uh, it looked like the, the Fenwick receiver got behind Ryan Blout there. He had a chance to, to make a play as well. And uh, Amir Muhammad came flying by, squeezing him like he should in that man coverage on that lock, and it was able to knock it down. Flag on the play. And it's an illegal man downfield against Fenwick, but Roger Bacon is going to decline the penalty because it brings up fourth down and 14 yards to go, and Fenwick will be forced to punt. Great defensive stand there by the Spartans. They have gotten consistently better and better over the last two two weeks. Zach Coleman is dropping back, set to return this punt. Kicking it away is Clisseri. Clisseri is a junior 170-pounder. And he's dropping back, set to punt it away. Kuhlman will take it in at about his 35-yard line. He catches it at the 37. Fumbled the football ball loose. Kuhlman says he's got it. Fenwick says they've got it. Let's check the scrum as the officials are underneath. And it belongs to Fenwick. Kuhlman just could not corral the football in. And Fenwick jumped on top of it. And Kuhlman is saying, I've got the football. 
how in the world are you giving it to Fenwick if I just handed the ball to you? Yeah, he got up. It looked like he, he didn't get up underneath the ball and get his hands underneath it as well. So um, they, defense is just going to have to step up and, and for this sudden change and, and get another stop here. 9.28 left to go in this first half of play, and the first turnover of the night goes for Fenwick. Glaseri's going to move out to the left-hand side. He came in and played quarterback for one play. But Corbett is going to line up under center at the QB spot. I expect a big play here. Anytime after a turnover, you expect a big play. T formation, handoff up the middle. It goes on the play to Dunham. Dunham takes it across the 35 to the 33-yard line. That Dunham, he's just a man out there. I mean, he he's just keeps those legs churning, and, and he's just running over guys. Gain of seven. Durham with seven yards. He's 6'2", six, six two, 225, a senior. Again, the T formation with Davenport on the right, Durham on the left. Handoff inside goes to Davis. He's stacked up. Fumble on the play, and Roger Bacon has recovered the football. Great defensive play by Roger Bacon. Had a little adversity. He came back, bounced back, turned the ball over, and uh, gave the ball right back to the offense. That's what great defenses do. Fenwick tried to run that inside counter with Davis, and I'm not sure he ever got his hands on the ball, Tommy. Spartans jumped right on top of it. They'll have it at their own 34. Yeah, it looked like he tried to run a, a little counter up underneath, and, and Roger Bacon's defensive line penetration just blew that right up. 8.55 remaining in the first half. At halftime, Jared Dean and Rob Rickenbaugh have a conversation. Be sure you stick around for that. Bullock drops back. Play action. He's going to throw it up the left-hand side. He's got... Colin makes a catch. catch at the 25-yard wow. line in Fenwick territory. Wow, what a catch by Coleman. What a ball by Bullock. I mean, that was a gun. 31 yards on the reception to Coleman. Out to the 20, now check at the 25-yard line. So that's going to make it a 41-yard reception. And that was Zach Coleman uh, just getting out and, and beating his man. Bullock. Out of the pistol with Kiner to the left. Hand off to Kiner. Cuts it right up the middle to the 25. And he'll take it to the 22-yard line. Gain of three yards on the carry on first down. and brings up second and seven. That's the great thing about a big play like that. Open up the passing game. is going to open up the run game for Kiner. So nice balance attack here. And uh, it's a great drive for Roger Bacon. Fenwick's got to wonder what is wrong with Kiner tonight. That's only his third rush of the evening. Yeah. Edmondson goes out wide to the right-hand side. Bird is going out wide right now. Edmondson slot right. Out of the pistol formation. Coleman to the left. Kiner to the left of Bullock. Handoff goes to Kiner. Stop and go. Cuts to the right. Spins to the right. Inside the 20 to the 18-yard line. That's a gain of five for Kiner, and it's third down and about three. Once again, Corey Kiner making something out of nothing. Uh, Stop behind the line of scrimmage. Gave him a little juke, and then he spins out of the uh, linebacker's arms and, and gets another three yards. I mean, that was a phenomenal run by that young man. Well, he had 274 yards rushing last week, five touchdowns. He's over a 1,000 for the year. By the way, that catch by Kuhlman puts him just five yards shy unofficially of a 1,000 total yards in offense. Wow. So he needs another five. Movement on the line, but getting back in time is 
Fenwick. Now the back judge is going to call delay the flag, and that's a delay of game. But no, before that, Roger Bacon got the timeout. 7.23 left to go in the half. Your score. It's the Falcons 7, Roger Bacon nothing. You want to advance your career through education, but you have a busy family and work schedule. Mount St. Joseph can help. The Mounts School of Business offers an MBA program on Saturday mornings where you can earn your master's degree in two years. Courses are led by faculty who are experts in their areas and taken one at a time and the GMAT is not required for admission. Classes every Saturday can make a huge difference in your life and your career. Learn more about the Saturday MBA program. Visit msj.edu slash MBA. 7 nothing. Fenwick on top of it. Tommy, you've got some scores. Yeah, we got Sycamore over Lakota East 15 to nothing. Coleraine's over Lakota West 7 to 3. And LaSalle's beating St. Charles up in Columbus 21 to 0 right now. So, uh, looks like the GCL school, uh, is, is putting up. And then I want to give a shout out to my nephew as well at Lakota East. <laughs> Third down three. Dropping back Bullock. Bullock looking over the middle. Now rolls over to the right. Looking upfield. He's going to run it, tuck it under, run it. Sheds one tackler, gets over to the yard marker, and let's see if he was able to skip out of bounds and get the first down for Bacon. They've got him marked at the 15-yard line, and if that's the case, that is a first down for Roger Bacon. Dave, Tyler Bullock just looked like Byron Leftwich there, just running people over. He was a man there. Boy, that that's the first time we've actually seen him, Tommy, this year put his head down and just try to run over somebody. That's confidence right there. That's what that'll give you. First and ten for the Spartans at the Fenwick 15-yard line. Deep handoff. Comes to Kiner. Kiner around the left-hand side. Gets a block. He's going to be hit at the 20 and driven back. Loss of seven yards. They'll spot him at the 23-yard line and a loss of seven on Kiner. Kind of killed the momentum there a little bit, but hey, it's second and long and, and another couple plays to get down there and get some points. We're in field goal range for Bird, so that's a good thing as well. So we just got to take care of the football here. Second down, 17 yards to go. That was a weird formation. They had Kiner lined up about 10 yards behind Bullock at the line of scrimmage. Now he lines up just about a yard behind Bullock in his normal position, and now there's movement on the line by Roger Bacon, and that'll be a false start. So instead of second and 17, it'll be second and 22. I expect Roger Bacon to maybe run a draw or a screen or something here. Spartans shooting themselves in the foot. 6.30 left to go in this first half. Jared Dean and Rob Rickenbaugh coming up at halftime. Be sure to stick around for that. Trips out to the far side. Second down. 22 yards to go. Bullock drops back. He's going to throw it into the flat. It is complete to Coleman. Coleman cuts inside the 25, and he'll be run out of bounds at about the 24-yard line. Gain of four on the reception, and it's third down and about 19 yards to go for the Spartans. Yeah, Logan Wolf had a pretty good run there after the catch, which was uh, good to see. So mixing it up there, Tyler Bullock mixing it up to a couple receivers. I haven't seen Capel yet, so hopefully we get him mixed in here and uh, get that one-two punch going again. Well, you mentioned Capel. He's out wide to the far side. Edmondson, slot right. Out here to the near side is Coleman. Out of the pistol on third and 17. Throw over the middle. Complete to Coleman. Coleman at the 10, and he's brought down right there at the 10-yard line, and he's shy of the first down by about three yards. Yeah, I saw that formation. We ran trips into the boundary with the wide receiver out outside the numbers. Normally with an alignment like that, you can check and see uh, where your wide receiver is going to go. If he's outside those numbers, he's either got to go to a fade or he's going to come right back inside to a slant, and that slant was wide open with all those safeties bunched up inside. Well, they're going to spot him at the 10-yard line. He needs to get down 
to about the six for a first down, so it's fourth down and a long four, and Bird is going to attempt the field goal. Mike Blott wants to get this drive, get something out of this drive on the scoreboard. A lot of players late coming in for Roger Bacon, but still 10 on the play clock. Bird in to attempt the field goal. They're going to spot it at the 16th, so it's a 26-yard attempt. Good snap. Ball is down. Kick is up, and the kick is good. That's what we needed. 5.17 left to go in the first half. Your score. It's the Falcons 7 and Roger Bacon 3. Are you a small business owner that wants more customers? Of course. What business wouldn't? I'm Dave Mitchell. What if I told you I could help you increase your customer base, possibly 2,000%? You'd wonder how, right? OneCom Media can give you all the details. We can show you how to increase your customer base and give you a great return on your investment for your website. This means more customers, more business, and more money in your pocket. Get more details by calling me at OneCom Media. The number is 513-268-2799. Increase your customers with OneCom Media. 513-268-2799. left to go in the first half. Tommy, you were mentioning about that slant, and it's going to be open all night. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, Fenwick's defense is playing so tight, trying to stop Kiner in that run, that Roger Bacon, if they just continue to spread them out, make the field big, uh, and give them some lanes, I mean, Coleman's going to beat his man one-on-one any day of the week. Well, don't forget tomorrow we've got Mount St. Joseph football for you here on Ultimate Sports Talk. Blake Watson and I will be in Anderson, Indiana, as the Lions take on the Ravens. 1 o'clock with the pregame show from Indiana, and the kickoff is at 1.30. So join us then tomorrow, 1.30, Mount St. Joseph and Anderson on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Bird tees it up. He's getting ready to kick it off. Back set to return is John Gillen. It's a short kickoff up the field. It will be taken in by one of the upbacks. That being Rucker, and Rucker is going to take it across the 30, out to the 33-yard line before he is smacked out of bounds there by, looked like Ryan Blout on the play. So Fenwick will have it first and 10 at their own 34-yard line to start out this drive with 514 remaining in the half. 514 remaining. My mind, I'm thinking they're going to run a little bit, but uh, you're looking for pass with, with time running out here. Five minutes, the run's been a struggle, so I expect Fenwick to try and at least throw the ball a little bit here. Well, Corbett is not their throwing quarterback, and we've seen why on just a couple of attempts here tonight, and he's in at quarterback under center, T formation. Handoff goes to Davenport, and Davenport takes it across the 35, out to the 37-yard line. Gain of three yards on the carry, and it's second down six. I'm willing to bet they're going to probably try and come back to that sweep to the left side again since they've had some success over there. Uh, I bet that they're going to at least try that. They've already tried to bring us in and tighten it up on the defensive side by bringing that dive in, so they'll probably try and go to the outside again and, and get the edge. Second down, well, they'll call it about seven yards to go. Got him marked just at the 37-yard line. Moving in motion, Fenwick gets a pitch out around the right-hand side to Davis. Davis breaks a tackle across the 40 and runs out of bounds at about the 42-yard line. That'll be a gain of four on the play, and it's third down and three yards to go. You have noticed one thing is that Fenwick keeps running that sweep into the boundary uh, when they have the whole field to play with on that outside, and uh, maybe they maybe they see that uh, they have an edge on that short side of the field. So it's third down, short three yards to go, ball at the 42-yard line. Fenwick in their own territory. They've got Davis in the backfield with Davenport. Durham is out of the ball game. Moving in motion is Cesare to the far side. And handoff goes right up the middle to Davis. And Davis is going to be hit at the 42 and stopped right there at the line of scrimmage. He didn't get the first down. It's fourth down and two yards to go. Great play by Michael Carson there. 
stuffed him right up the middle there, and uh, he's playing with the club on his hand as well. Big decision now for Fenwick and John Airgood. Are they going to go ahead and punt the football? They will, instead of going for it on fourth and two. And if they were unsuccessful, they'd have been giving Roger Bacon the football in great territory, but they'll go ahead and punt it away. Yeah, you got to watch the ball here as well, midfield like this, uh, late in the quarter. Kuhlman, back set to return. Kuhlman is going to let this one hit. It'll hit at about the 30, inside the 30, to the 25, and be downed at about the 25-yard line. I'd anticipate Roger Bacon coming out, maybe try and see if they can get that big play again, uh, the, the Coleman. 32-yard punt on the play for Fenwick. 3.48 left to go in this first half of play. And Roger Bacon has an opportunity to go into the locker room, either down by a point or with the lead, if they can put some points on the scoreboard here at the end of this half. They've got one timeout remaining. They had to take one in each quarter. Let's see if we can sneak Capel across the middle here. Dropping back, Bullock, he's going to hand it off around the left-hand side, gets a good block, that's Kiner. Kiner to the 20, and he's going to be stacked up and thrown out of bounds at about the 23. And Kiner just made a nice jump, leap over the fence on the near side here, and then leaped right back over the top of it. That's just pure athleticism right there. I mean, you don't see that every day. <laughs> oh, to be, sure. to be young and that athletic. And that was a great play by Fenwick as well. I mean, that, that linebacker scraped right across and, and ran down a very fast Corey Kiner. Minus three on the carry. Brings up second down and 13 yards to go. Ball at the 22-yard line. Roger Bacon moving backwards the last few plays that they've had it. Bullock drops back on second and 13. Looks out to the right. He's got a receiver, and that is incomplete on the play. Right through his hands. I mean, it was it was up high, but it went right through Logan Wolf's hands there, and uh, that would have probably only been a gain of about five yards, but it's five and uh, five more yards to make it manageable in, in third and seven instead of third and 13. 3.37 remaining in the first half, 7-3, to three, Fenwick on top of it. Trips out to the right-hand side, Wolf all the way to the right. Now Kappel's going to come over to the near side along with Zuri Edmondson. Now Kappel is going to set up in a wing slot. Kiner to the left of Bullock. Out of the pistol on third and 13, ball at the 23-yard line. Edmondson moves in motion to the far side. Bullock gets the snap, drops back, looks over the middle. He's going to go to Kuhlman again, and he missed him over the top. Kuhlman was open. Yeah, Kuhlman had him. Kuhlman had him. He beat his guy. He did. He ran a great route there. He got the defensive back to turn his hips inside and worked his way back out and uh, had him right up the sideline. Tyler Bullock just off the mark there, and uh, I'm sure they're going to come back to that one a little bit later. Well, only 13 seconds elapsed on the clock on those three plays. So with 3.31 remaining to go in the first half, it's 7-3 Fenwick, and Bird is going to kick the football away. Classeri dropping back to receive this punt. Bird gets a high, nice kick that'll hit at about the 45-yard line of Fenwick inside the 40 and be down right at the 40-yard line. 37-yard punt, 3.20 left to go in the first half of play. Your score, Fenwick 7, Roger Bacon 3. Substation 2 has been bringing Florence the freshest food at the lowest prices since 1981. You've tried the rest, now come taste the best fresh-sliced sub-sandwiches anywhere. Substation 2 was voted the best sub-sandwich in Northern Kentucky by Northern Kentucky Magazine in 2016. Let Substation 2 cater your next event. Give them a call at 859-371-9490 or come visit them at 7905 Dream Street in Florence. Substation 2, quality at a price you can afford. 
Fenwick has the football, 3.20 left to go in the first half, and two timeouts. They're in a T formation. Dropping back is Corbett. Corbett's going to throw it. Intercepted! It's going to be intercepted on the play by Wolf. Wolf at the 46-yard line. Corbett tried to lob it over the top of two defenders for Roger Bacon, and Wolf was right there like a wolf in sheep's clothing, and he caught the interception, and Roger Bacon set up in Fenwick territory at the 46. Great play by Logan Wolf. I mean, he... He followed the flow of the defense there. The offense was was trying to flood the zone and read the quarterback's eyes and obviously didn't have a, a very good throw there, and he was able to go up, high point it, and get it and put us in good position. 3.14 remaining in this first half. In this last 46 seconds of this first half has seemed to take an eternity. Uh-oh. Lee Flicker dropping back. Bird. Bird's going to throw it deep. He's got Edmondson deep, and it's going to be... Is it picked off on the play? Or is it dropped? It's going to be incomplete. He did not come down with it. That was broken up by uh, Jake Schaefer, whose dad is actually a, a fellow Roger Bacon Spartan, Rob Schaefer, uh, who holds a couple records here at Roger Bacon for uh, most kickoff returns and most kickoff return yards. So, um, Was he the one that stopped up here in the booth and you, said you haven't gotten any good, better looking? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the Schaefer family's a, a long lineage of, of Roger Bacon alumni between, uh, Bill Schaefer played at Xavier and, and, uh, Andy Schaefer and Nick Schaefer as well. Well, Roger Bacon on the flea flicker dodges a bullet at second and ten from the 46 of Fenwick. Play clock down to ten. Bullock drops back straight back, looking up the middle. He's gonna throw it com- incomplete right through the hands of Zuri Edmondson and he had a lot of green in front of him to run with the football. Zuri had a chance to walk into the end zone with another 20 yard run after the catch if, if he just looks it in. I think he saw the green and got a little excited there. So the incompletion brings up third down again and 10 yards to go. Roger Bacon's got one timeout remaining in this first half. Keep that in mind. Coleman. Like the middle of the field's wide open here. Coleman out wide to the left hand side. Always keep an eye on him. Dropping back Bullock. Bullock is going to set up the screen. Completes Kiner. Kiner at the 46. Makes a move to the left, and he's going to be hit at the 43-yard line. He just had no blocking in front of him whatsoever. Three yards on the reception. That was a little bit unsportsmanlike there by Fenwick there, walking right over Kiner like that. I thought the tackle was kind of like a forearm shiver. Right, it was. WWE move. It was a big hit, but uh, walking over him like that was definitely uncalled for. All right, Bird is going to come over to the sideline. I think Roger Bacon's going to punt the football, and they will. But Bird came over to the sideline. Now he comes back up. He's going to... They might they might take a delay of game here. Give themselves a little bit more room, take off some clock and, and things like that, so it shortens the game for... Play for clock down to five. Now four. High snap, but Bird takes it down. He's going to take plenty of time, punts the football away, and Fenwick is going to fair catch it at the 12-yard line. And that is where they will start first and 10. Nenny with the fair catch. A minute 57 left to go, but Fenwick is deep in their own territory at their own 12-yard line, and they lead it 7-3, to and they've got two timeouts left. Big defensive stop here for Roger Bacon. Uh, probably going to play a little bit loose on the defensive side. We've got to get pressure up front. Uh, but don't play too defensive and passive here because that's when bad things happen. Jared Dean, one of the all-time greats of Roger Bacon and Rob Rickenbaugh. We'll have your halftime interview coming up here in just about a minute, 57 seconds. 
Handoff off the left-hand side. Davis almost bobbled the football. He's out across the 20, and he'll be dropped at the 23-yard line. Gain of 11 and a first down for Fenwick. And looks like Fenwick has two timeouts left, so I anticipate it may be running a couple more plays, uh, running the ball, and then trying to go back to that pass. First and 10, ball out at the 24-yard line. Minute 45 and running. Davis and Davenport talking to each other. Now check out, that's Durham in the backfield, not Davenport. Durham's going to get the handoff right up the middle. He's going to be tripped up and brought down at the 27-yard line. Gain of three on the play by Durham. And it brings up second and seven. Good defensive stop there. Coming up to the line pretty quick. Spartans have done a great job of stopping that up the middle run. They have. I mean, they've played well defensively. They've kept them in the game. They're doing their job. Uh, if you hold a team to under 14 points, uh, you're doing your job. So it's second down, calling a short seven, a long six. Corbett moves in man in motion. He's going to run out to the right-hand side, and Corbett's going to be hit and dropped. And the Spartans are trying to strip the football away from him. He's going to be dropped at about the 27, right at the line of scrimmage for no gain, and it's third and seven. Looks like Fenwick's just going to try and run the clock out here. Probably one more run and then uh, go ahead and punt the ball away. Probably end the the half. Well, you know what? If if Roger Bacon can stop them here, they've still got that timeout left in their pocket. And you got the Coleman that could run back a punt at any time. Right. Third and seven. And there's 30 seconds left to go in this first half. Nine on the play clock. Corbett's going to drop back. He's going to throw the football. Throws it into the flat. Complete for a first down for Fenwick. And it's complete Uh-oh. to Clissary. Breaks a tackle across the 40. And he's going to take it out to the 43-yard line. Big play of 15 yards and a first down for the Falcons with 16 seconds remaining in the half. That puts Fenwick in, in position to maybe get one long pass play uh, to maybe set themselves up for a deep play into the end zone. I don't know if the quarterback can get it there or not, but uh, they might try. Well, now Fenwick is going to use one of their two remaining timeouts with 16 seconds left to go in this first half of play. Gives us an opportunity to take a look at some scores here tonight. Anderson over Milford, 28-7. to That's in the second quarter of play. Baden. Losing by two to Chaminade tonight, 14 to 12. Princeton over Hamilton, 17 to 7. It's Alter over McNicholas in the second quarter, 21 to 7 in that ball game. LaSalle beating St. Charles out of Columbus, 21 to 3 in their ball game here tonight. So that's a look at the scores here this evening, unless you've got some others. No, the only one I see is uh, Cole Rains up over Lakota West, 14 to 3, and uh, Sycamore still up 15 to 0 over Lakota East. 16 seconds, one timeout remaining for John Airgood and the Fenwick Falcons. 7-3 to three your score here at the end of the first half. 16 seconds remaining. Don't forget it. Rob's interview with Jared Dean coming up at halftime. Now out of the shotgun oh, formation. Fumble Ruski. It's off to Davis. Davis to midfield inside Roger Bacon territory, and he's going to be run out of bounds. Inside the 45 to the 43-yard line. Boy, that's a gain of about 20 yards on the carry. It's another first down for Fenwick. Ten seconds to go. And he was smart enough, Davis was, to get out of bounds. Yeah, it looked like it just it, we got caught sleeping there. I mean, we just weren't ready for the play there and, and missed the tackle. Well, now Fenwick, as they're getting the sign, they're going to go ahead and huddle up. The play clock only down to 20. Yeah, they've got two plays left in them here. Uh, with, with 10 seconds left with that timeout. So they can get one off here, call that timeout, maybe get one more. 7-3 to three your score. Fenwick at the 43-yard line 
of Roger Bacon. Play clock at five. Dropping back. Corbett. Corbett looking out to the left, and it is going to be incomplete. Boy, a lot of contact out there between the receiver and Ryan Blout. You know but what? no call. I'll take that any day. I mean, that's a defensive back playing aggressive, and uh, that was a great play by Ryan Blout. He, he sunk his hips when, when the receiver sunk his hips and was able to make a break on the ball. So uh, a great play by young Ryan Blout there. Well, this should be, barring a penalty, the final play of the first half. It is second down and ten, but the downs don't matter right now. Corbett under center. Ball at the 43 of Roger Bacon. Moving in motion to the near side is Davenport. Dropping back is Corbett. Steps up into the pocket. He's going to be hit and a fumble on the play, but it'll be recovered by Fenwick near the line of scrimmage. And I'll tell you one thing, Corbett got demolished on the play. Who was, that was a great play. James Thompson. James Thompson came in and just delivered the blow and almost turned the football over to Roger Bacon. But that is going to be the end of the first half. And Tommy, boy, when you look at it, they, the Spartans have not been able to do a lot offensively, especially in the first quarter, but here in the second quarter they pick up a field goal. They're only down by four. Yeah, I mean, they're in a great position to win this ball game. I mean, uh, offensively, when they're, when they're driving down the, the field, I mean, they're opening up with the passing game, and it uh, looks like Fenwick's just keyed on Kiner right now, and if we can get him the ball uh, out in the space, uh, I think we're going to have a good shot here in the second half. And, uh, and, and defensively, if we keep it up, I mean, they're, they're playing great defensive ball right now. And unofficially? Kiner has only got six carries for three yards. Wow. You so don't see that every day. <laughs> that, no. And that's what's going on here. Seven to three. Right now is your score. Fenwick over Roger Bacon. And, of course, the interview with Rob Rickenbaugh and Jared Dean coming up here, here at halftime. I'm Dave Mitchell. Tommy Watkins. Again, your score. Seven to three. Fenwick over Roger Bacon. Hi. I'm Mike Thornton. And I'm Tom Norris. I'm Tom Kelly. I'm Barney Barnum, and I was privileged to serve as a Marine in the Vietnam War. I'm Tom Hudner, and I was privileged to serve as a Navy fighter pilot in Korea. Thank you for your service to our country. We are so very proud of you. As a fellow combat warrior, I thank you for your service. Both Mike and I know firsthand the challenges of combat, and we're privileged to serve with the Navy SEALs in Vietnam. Like you, I have experienced the challenges of war. Back in the day, they didn't have the services, the resources, and tools that are available today to help the troops and their families to stay mentally strong and to deal with the challenge of adjusting after deployment. The tools and resources are there now. Please, make use of them. Don't hesitate to use them. Be strong and determined. Stay strong and have the courage to seek help. Don't let the enemy you defeated on the battlefield defeat you at all. Someone do something, please. Call 911. Call 911. Call 911. The longest moments, those moments that occur after you call 911 and then finally hear the sirens in the distance. You can fill in those longest moments. You can do something. I was dead. I was dead. I was dead. I was dead. I was dead until someone did something. Most sudden cardiac events are witnessed by friends, family, co-workers, and bystanders. They can help a person continue to live. Is your community or workplace hot safe? I was on my way to the hospital when my heart stopped beating. I was at home. I was in church. I was at a basketball game. I was at a nightclub. I was at work when my heart stopped beating. Someone called 911. Someone started CPR. Someone brought an AED. Is your community or workplace heart safe? Someone did something and I'm alive. 
Welcome back to Fenwick High School. I'm Dave Mitchell with Tommy Watkins. We're at halftime of tonight's ballgame between Bishop Fenwick, the Falcons, and the Spartans of Roger Bacon. Last week, Corey Kiner went over the 1,000-yard rushing mark for the Spartans, and he is clicking on the heels of some of the all-time great Spartan running backs, including Jared Dean. Dean, one of the all-time greats at Roger Bacon High School as far as the running back position is concerned. And earlier this week, Rob Rickenbaugh had the opportunity to catch up with Jared Dean, and he is our halftime guest here tonight. I'm here with Jared Dean, the all-time leading rusher here in Roger Bacon history, a Hall of Famer, uh, and usually the first name that, that comes up when you talk about the great running backs uh, here at Roger Bacon, and certainly the name that uh, everyone hits compared Corey Conner to. Jared, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, man. Uh, it's a pleasure to, uh, to be on here, and I just want to thank you for having me on your show today. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you. So uh, first thing I want to ask is, you know, your 97 team, uh, that was really the last uh, big heyday for Roger Bacon football, uh, although, you know, Mike is trying to, to push the turnaround. Uh, tell me your, your memories of that 97 team, which was the, the first team to make the state playoffs here at Roger Bacon. Um, we had – that team was something special, man. Um, we were coming off – I don't know. We we're coming off of uh, a four and six season the season before, and um, we just got Coach uh, Starkey as the new head coach. And um, I think the team all together, we just were a guy, a group of guys that just got along with each other. Um, we really had a lot of chemistry together, and um, you know it was just a great team. I love playing on them. I miss those days. It's probably definitely one of my fondest memories ever playing football so uh i i was not fortunate to play for coach starkey uh but i had him here at roger bacon i, I have been friendly with him since then and certainly you know talked to him a lot at the games i admire the man a lot tell me your your memories of coach starkey and uh the impact he's made on your life oh well coach starkey um me and him during the season you know because i was a guy that um sometimes got came off the field a little angry sometimes. And Coach Starkey, you know, he's a guy who really didn't put up with that too much. He didn't like to be shown up on the field. But great coach. Um, he put a great staff around him to help the players because we had a lot of different individual coaches that I feel contribute a lot to the success of the team. But um, Starkey is a, honestly, he's like a, Father, he was like a father, honestly, on the field when we were playing. And, uh, then after, even afterwards, he's always staying in touch with me. And, uh, he means a lot to me, to be honest. Uh, it took me after I graduated to really realize what a great man and a uh, coach he was. But, um, I contribute a lot of my success on and off the field to, uh, Coach Starkey. Uh, speaking of those other coaches you had back then, Coach Blout. Uh, was one of your coaches here uh, on the staff. Um, you know, now he's the head coach. Can you tell me your memories of him back then and how you've seen him evolve to be the head coach at Roger Bacon? Um, yes, coming in, Coach, Coach Blout was actually my freshman year coach and, uh, we had an excellent, we had a very, very good team, uh, that year. We ran, uh, split back, the split option at that time and, uh, coach, honestly, I feel like he's going to be, I'm a little biased, but I feel like he's, a great pick for a head coach um, because every game, honestly, we came in, coach got us rowdy and ready for every single game. He had some kind of spiel 
before every game. Uh, I'm going to be brief, but before one game, he, uh, he just brought up how the team had kicked an onside. They were up by like 30 and then they kicked an onside and, he was so mad that they did that. And this was the season before. And he's like, you guys better make it up for us. And then he started to play, uh, we will rock you. Uh, is that queen? Yes. Is that queen, queen? Yeah. Yes. And he played and, and we're in there like, we're ready to kill for this guy. So I think, uh, coach Blout is an excellent coach, a, a great guy also. And, um, I think he should definitely, I uh, think that the team would definitely be successful in the future. Uh, speaking of the 97 team, I, I see a lot of correlation between uh, where you guys came from. You mentioned the four and six season prior to the playoff run uh, and where this team is currently. The bulk of the talent on Mike's team this year is freshmen and sophomores. Uh, Mr. Kiner aside, you know, from, from Bullock, the quarterback, to the young offensive line, very, very young defense. See any similarities with the turnaround you guys made and what might be ahead for this team? I definitely do. Um, I think it's just about them just gelling together. It's more just a chemistry thing. I think with them being a lot of freshmen with, you know, you have to get adjusted to who can do what and what positions are people going to play. Um, I think this team definitely has a very bright future. Um, once they start to jail together and then um, play a little bit longer together. And I think things will be turning around for the Spartans. Uh, certainly, you know, I, I mentioned you were the all-time leading rusher, uh, which is not a small feat here at Roger Bacon where we've had some great running backs. Walt Records is certainly named. Mel Anthony, Rose Bowl MVP. Ty Anthony, uh, you're the name, though, that, that comes up first when people think about the great backs. Uh, tell me what that means to you to be the all-time leading rusher here at Roger Bacon. Well, I mean, it is a great feeling, and I always wanted to say this. Um, I didn't get to say this at the the Hall of Fame thing, but I personally feel like Walt uh, Rucker now. I've never seen him play, but in my opinion, you know, I don't want to take anything away from the accomplishments that I did, but I feel like Walt is definitely the standard of what uh, the backs should be here now his records that i broke were here for 40 years man so 40 years is a long time and uh he has his average was 10.3 so if he had as many carries as i had i'm not going to say how many yards he would have had but he would have had a lot of yards probably some state records but um you know honestly it, it was the team the team that i was on uh the line that i had Help me be the, and the coach, coaching staff that we had helped me be the player and put up the numbers that I did. Uh, well said. So, uh, you know, the next question mm-hmm. probably leads to the back, uh, that is a freshman now. And, uh, you know, I think some of your records may be in reach. The 27 rushing touchdowns might not be attainable. We'll see. But, uh, you've seen Corey play a little bit. You've certainly uh, seen him in person and the hype. Uh, tell me your impressions of the talented freshman. Well, listen, I saw Corey. Honestly, cause my, a friend of my best friend, Jason, I'm gonna throw him a shout, Jason Rutherford, he, uh, he was a coach for Corey at, and when he played Pee Wee at, um, in Avondale, Avondale team. And, uh, I seen them in the Super Bowl. And now note, I only saw Corey, he, they didn't give him the ball as much as now that I realized that they should have, but they gave it to him like towards the end of the game. And listen, I was a fan 
ever since then when he was playing peewee and i actually i was kind of a stalker because i a friend of mine my boy he put a picture of him up on his facebook and i took the picture and said if this now this was before he was thinking about going to roger bacon and i said if this kid goes to roger bacon my records are in trouble now i thought maybe the 295 was safe but obviously that that went down to probably the third game of the season so uh I think he's a very talented kid, a very humble young man. Uh, he, he doesn't seem to like really know. I don't know if he even knows how good he is or maybe he does and he just isn't a type of kid that wants to just showboat, but, uh, he has a bright future and I'm excited about what he's going to bring to Spartan football, um, and the organization. Do you remember how many yards you had your freshman year by chance? Uh, my freshman year, I was playing and listen, my freshman year, I wasn't even the starter in the running back. It was Brandon Barnes and David Middleton. They were the starters. Uh, and I had like on the freshman team, uh, probably like 600 yards. So this kid's over a thousand varsity. Yeah. Which is, that's a good season still. And, and he's, he's done it basically in six games, which is pretty remarkable. Yes. Uh, he, he's a talented kid and I'm, I'm excited to, I'm, I'm excited for him. Um, because like I said, all the records, when he breaks a record, that actually brings my name back up. So uh, I tell him to go ahead and break as many as he definitely can. So, uh, so. We're both alums here, uh, and there's a brotherhood, I think, that sets in for Roger Bacon alums, no matter you know what year you graduated or, or where you're at in life, uh, that can reconnect everybody. Uh, that's the most important thing I think Bacon gives to guys, and I want to know how you feel about uh, being a Roger Bacon alum you know, 18 years later. Um, listen, man, uh, honestly, Roger Bacon, they it really changed my life. The decision for my parents to send me to Roger Bacon was probably one of the best decisions that they could have ever made. Now, I'm not knocking anything about the public school systems or anything, but uh, when they decided to take me out and bring me to Roger Bacon, um, it really changed me as uh, as an individual, as uh, from a young man, and helped me build me my character as um, as a man. And uh, I'm really grateful for everything that Roger Bacon has done for me, just not only on the football field, but also just outside of football and life in general. Uh, it's a wonderful school. Uh, I love the support that we have. I love the how they bring alumni back. Um, I'm just proud to be a Spartan, man, and I, I'll, I'll thank Roger Bacon till the day I die for everything that they've done for me. And, um, you know, I couldn't be more proud to say I, I went to Roger Bacon. Uh, what are you up to now, if you don't mind filling the listeners in? No, not at all. Um, I actually do financial aid at a college, and I also have a business um, that I help defaulted students, students who defaulted on their student loans. It's the Dean's List, LLC.com. And, um, you know, I just help students who may have came into troubles with their student loans to help them rebuild that. And uh, I got that when I was working in the financial aid department. A lot of students would come in and um, – they would have issues as far as with their loans and weren't able to attend school. And then we would just send them off on their own. So I came up with the idea to start a business to help students once they left out. Uh, that's awesome. So uh, Tommy Watkins is doing the game for me uh, tonight. Uh, any memories about Tommy you want to share? Tom, yes, yes. Tommy, I used to call, and he probably doesn't want me to say this, but uh, I used to call Tommy Archie because he looked like Archie, the the cartoon. But he didn't mind. He, I used to always call him Archie. But Tommy was an excellent competitor. Uh, he was our, our free safety. And, you know, we had those guys on that team, 
everyone on that team, the 97 team, those seniors, those guys were a great group of guys to be around to play with. Uh, Tommy was an excellent. We had an excellent defense at the time. My personal opinion, you know, I felt like we were probably the best team in the state. But, um, you know, Tommy's a great guy. I, and me and Tommy still talk to this day, and I like just like I do with most a lot of the players from that team. So, I mean, I, mean, I know he's excited to be commentating the game tomorrow. So I'm definitely going to check in on that. <laughs> well, Jared, I appreciate your time. Uh, best of luck to you, and, and thanks for doing this. And uh, look forward to seeing you around Roger Bacon football. Hey, thanks a lot, buddy. And I just want to say thank you. And um, I really appreciate you having me on, on your show today. Thank you. Jared Dean and Rob Rickenbaugh bringing you tonight's halftime show from Fenwick High School. Tommy Watkins and I will be back to take a look at scores, stats, and more here at halftime of tonight's ball game. And we'll be back with that on UltimateSportsTalk.com right after this timeout. Every 30 minutes, another innocent person is killed due to a drunk driver. My best friend. My brother. My poor grandchild. My sister. My father. My husband. My mom. <laughs> my mom. Stop these tragedies before they happen. Don't drink and drive. Tonight's Roger Bacon football broadcast is made possible by Kelsey Chevrolet. Call Josh Wilking, Roger Bacon class of 2012 at 812-532-2931. KelseyChev.com. Sunday's Pub on 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. Substation 2 in Florence. Call for your next event at 859-371-9490. OneCom Media. Call for all your digital needs at 513-268-2799. The Mount St. Joseph University. And by the Lucky Turtle on 8621 Winton Road in Finneytown. Please let these businesses know you heard their ad on Roger Bacon Broadcasts on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Well, back here at halftime, 7-3 to your score from Middletown Bishop Fenwick High School. Fenwick on top of it, 7-3 to here at the half. I'm Dave Mitchell with Tommy Watkins and our halftime guest, Rob Rickenbaugh, talking with Jarrett Dean. And, of course, he's one of the greats. Tommy, you had the opportunity to play with him, and we asked you on the pregame show what it was like to play with such an outstanding Spartan great. Yeah, I mean, Jarrett Dean, I'm just sitting here glancing at his records. I mean, most points scored, uh, most TDs, most rushing attempts, most net yards, most TDs rushing, most total yards offense. That's just in a season. And then you get into his individual game records of most points scored with 36 uh, in one game, most TDs scored six, uh, most rushing attempts, most net yards, most TDs, and most total yards receiving. That's a lot of records for, for one individual to have, and, and it's it's pretty impressive. And I know next week Rob's going to talk with an individual at halftime that played against of course, former Purcell great Roger Staubach. Yep. Not only not only in high school, but in college when Staubach was at Navy and he was at Michigan. Yeah, I mean uh, Roger Staubach, one of the one of the greats, and uh, and I only wish that I was able to watch him play and appreciate the football player that he was. When you get older, you step back and you see it, and you're like, wow. I mean, that was those what he accomplished is amazing, and and what he's done to to give back to to his alma mater and even all. Our school. I mean, he's been around Roger Bacon and uh, and gave a, a a cameo last year at Roger Bacon Sports Day for Larry Gilday, which is pretty cool and neat to see. You know, I'm dating myself, but I remember when he and Craig Morton, Tom Landry was doing the alternating quarterback situation in '71, 
And then finally he just called in Roger Craig Morton and said, I'm going to go with Roger. It's just a gut feeling. Right. Well, the gut feeling was right, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Staubach was amazing yeah. to watch play. I mean, he was he was so much fun to watch play. He was Johnny Manziel without the attitude. And that's, that's saying a lot because Johnny Manziel was a great college quarterback. Maybe not uh, more of a person, but he was a great college quarterback and a football player. Uh, and, and it seems like Roger Staubach's a stand-up guy, and uh, and he's willing to help out anybody. And then just getting back with Jared Dean, I mean, uh, he if if he could do that interview again, he loved his offensive line. I mean, he had some greats in, in Scott Holman and Dan Andrews and Doug Meister and Luke Miller and Freddie Beck um, that he could rely on, and, and he knew he was going to get him the yards, and, and Sam Merkel was, was always giving him the ball right where it needed to be. Well, so that was our halftime interview. Jared Dean, thanks to him, and thanks to Rob for pulling that out of his hat. Let's go over some scores here before we get into just a few of the halftime stats here tonight. Anderson leading on Milford, 28-21. to It's Alter over McNicholas at the half, 21-7. to Also at the half, it is Chaminade-Julian over Baden, 14-12. to Princeton beating Hamilton 24 to 10. That's also at the half. In the second quarter, LaSalle beating up on St. Charles 21 to 3. And that's a look at some of the scores. I know you've got some others. Yeah, I mean, we still have Sycamore 21 to nothing at half and, uh, Coleraine's up over Lakota West 21 to 10. And you say Coleraine can clinch tonight. Yes, they can clinch, uh, their, their league again, the GMC. And I think they're going for 66 straight games in the league without being defeated. Okay, two key stats. Total offense in this game right now. Fenwick is outgaining Roger Bacon 150 to 50 in total offense. And another stat we want to let you know. Officially, Kiner has got six carries for negative one yards. Yeah, and, and that's a testament to to Fenwick's defense. I mean, they, they know Roger Bacon's strengths, giving the ball to Kiner, um, and, and they're they're packing the box. So once uh, Roger Bacon, uh, hopefully they made some halftime adjustments where they're going to spread the ball out a little bit more, uh, maybe open up some some passing lanes, and then uh, that'll free up Kiner. And, and I expect a big second half from him. The kid is resilient. Um, and, and I expect them to tough it out and, and have a big second half here. And Fenwick will get the opening kickoff to start the second half. It's 7-3, to three, Fenwick on top of it. As we get ready for second half action, I'm Dave Mitchell with Tommy Watkins. The second half kickoff is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. If you served honorably in our nation's armed forces and you're looking for a way to continue serving your fellow veterans and your community, then join AMVETS. Each year, AMVETS members volunteer millions of hours at VA healthcare facilities from coast to coast, helping to improve the lives of their fellow veterans through the VA Voluntary Services Program. AMVETS posts and departments also participate in a wide variety of community service projects, ranging from Americanism in our schools to supporting the Special Olympics and Boy Scouts of America. Even if you no longer wear the uniform today, you can still serve through the AMVETS by joining today at AMVETS.org. Did you know that scoliosis is a curvature of the spine that affects more than 6 million Americans? With no known cause, it most often turns up during adolescence. Early detection is key to successful treatment. That's why Shriners Hospitals for Children is reminding parents to have their kids' spines checked every year. Download our free Spine Screen app and do a quick check at home today. Seven to three, your score here at halftime. Fenwick on top of the Roger Bacon Spartans here tonight. And we are always constantly talking with people, not only on Twitter, but on text and, and also here at the 
press box, but you had one person that wanted to be shouted out tonight. Yeah, I gotta say hi to Missy Blout, Coach Blout's wife. Uh, she does a, a great job of, of keeping the, the faith family and football together. She and, does. And nothing exemplifies that more than, than what she's doing. Uh, she's had the alumni association here at Roger Bacon and, uh, and, and Coach, Coach White's, um, or Coach Blout's wife, I mean, she she puts up with a lot with him not being it being at home and and things like that. But she's the number one supporter of Roger Bacon, and and I had to at least say hello to her. And I know you always retweet the promo for every game. She always retweets. I've met you. I got to tell you, I've never met her. Well, we got to make that happen. Maybe we can make her the maybe we can make her the halftime uh, oh. uh, celebrity guest. There we games. go. There we go. We'll we'll let Rob interview her too. <laughs> right. That that ought to be interesting. I don't I don't know if Rob would know what to ask her. I know. Well, he, he better watch what he asks too, because you never want to get on the bad side of the coach's wife, right? <laughs> All right. So now, if you're Roger Bacon, what has Mike Blout told the team that they've got to do in the second half? Well, offensively, they're going to have to. Protect Protect the quarterback. I mean, looking at this first half, I mean, Tyler Bullock, when he did have time to throw, he had some really good balls. Um, we got to start pressing off the off the line of scrimmage and, and really playing on, on the defensive side of the ball, uh, stopping the dive and the run. The defense is doing their job. I mean, uh, seven points with this Falcon offense here, uh, that's a heck of a job when they've had a potent offense over the years. So um, continue to, to force the, the run. And uh, stop it, and then Roger Bacon. We got to get Kiner back in the ball game here. So Roger Bacon will be kicking the football off from the south end to the north end. Fenwick is going to be going from left to right across your computer screen here this evening. By the way, in case you didn't know, here's two items from the most obvious aspect. Marshawn Lynch of the Raiders was suspended one game last for last night's grabbing of an official during that scrum towards the end of the game. Unbelievable. <laughs> if we were talking during the halftime show during one of the breaks. If that's Vontae's perfect, he's out, if not six games the rest of the year. Without a doubt. <laughs> there, there definitely seems to be some sort of bias in the NFL when it comes to uh, penalties, whether it be the Steelers or, or the Raiders or America's team, so to speak, uh, um, with uh, Ezekiel Elliott and things like that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, th- that's the reason why I like watching high school balls because they, they play for the love of the game and yep. it's hunger and, and they enjoy it, you know, that, that the money hasn't got to their head. And the second thing, Ohio State is off tomorrow. They've got two weeks to prepare for Penn State next Saturday night. So That's going to be a big one. That is. That is a huge game next week. But we've still got 24 minutes of football left to go here from Fenwick. Bird is going to kick it off, and he squibs it up the field. It goes oh, through one of the fans. Ball get on it. In the get field, on it. And Fenwick is going to jump on it at their 32-yard. Oh, Ryan Blout rolled right over that ball, and uh, just he had too much momentum going his way, and he had a chance to get it and, and just missed it. That would have been uh, great momentum for the Spartans. Went right through the hands of Thomas Vogelsong, and Fenwick ended up jumping on top of it. Might have even been Vogelsong, but regained the fumble. So Fenwick will start at first and ten at their own 32. Corbett under center. He is the running quarterback and we've seen why throughout the first half. He is not a very polished passer. Handoff up the middle goes to Davenport. Davenport off right tackle takes it across the 35 and he'll be stacked up at the 36 after a gain of three. Yeah they had him in the backfield and uh and, and he got through the, the two tackles, and he just overpowered them. I mean, just driving his legs. I mean, that's a strong man that's right there running the football. So they'll give him a gain of four. It brings up second down six. Ball out to the 36-yard line. 
Corbett has gone almost the entire way a quarterback tonight, and he's played it almost the entire way under center. Handoff to Uh-oh. Davis. Davis right up the middle into Roger Bacon territory across the 50, and he's knocked down at the 47-yard line. Great play by Jake Speed. He just saved a touchdown there. Uh, just shot right through the gap and uh, looked like the B gap there and was able to gain about 15 yards and, and Jake Speed with a nice tackle. 17 yards on the run. Ball at the 47-yard line of Bacon. And it is first down and 10 for Fenwick as they have two plays and they are in Spartan territory. Let's see if they come back to that. T formation. Receivers on wide on both sides. Wink on the right-hand side. Pitch out comes to Davis around the right side. Inside the 45, and he'll be stacked up at the 41 and down by Jake Speed. That was a great play by uh, by Nate Stark there. I mean, really just forcing that run back in. He, he played lateral. He, ma- he made the receiver make that cut up inside and turned him back in right to his defense, and uh, we were able to gobble him up. Gave gain of six brings up second and four. You ever played with a cast on your hand? I did, my whole senior season. <laughs> How hard is it because Coogley's making it look simple? Yeah, it's, it's pretty brutal doing it with uh, as a defensive back, too. So Corbett, handoff up the middle to Davenport, breaks into the free, 25-20, 15, cuts to the left of the five, touchdown. Boy, four-play drive for Fenwick, and they just made mincemeat out of the Spartan defense. A 41-yard touchdown run by Davenport. And it's now 13-3, to Fenwick on top of it. Yeah, it looks like our linebackers just shot the wrong gap there potentially. And, um, they, and the, the guy from Fenwick just made a heck of a run, and um, we weren't able to bring him down. Safety got caught sleeping on the backside, and uh, backside pursuit wasn't there either. Davenport showed some nice speed in the last 20 yards of that run because he, he got ran speed. He did. 10-18 left to go. Corbett barking out the signals to the offensive line. He's the holder. And they are going to attempt the extra point. And the kick is up by Beckman, and it is good. 10-18 left to go in the third quarter. Your score. It's now Fenwick 14, Roger Bacon 3. You want to advance your career through education, but you don't want to disrupt family commitments or a busy work schedule. Mount St. Joseph University can help. The Mounts School of Business offers a Master's of Science degree in organizational leadership with face-to-face classes every third Saturday. The MSOL program is a multidisciplinary master's program that focuses on values-based leadership, helping you develop professional knowledge and skills with courses in organizational leadership and business. Learn more at msj.edu slash msol. And tomorrow on Ultimate Sports Talk, Blake Watson and I will be in Anderson, Indiana, where the Ravens will host the Lions in Heartland Conference football action. We'll be on the air with the pregame show at 1 o'clock and the kickoff at 1.30 here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. 10-18 left to go here. 14-3 Fenwick on top of it after a 41-yard TD run by Davenport. Roger Bacon's got to have an answer here. (laughs) Yeah, they do. And they've got to get Kiner more incorporated in the offense in the second half. Yep. Yeah, I, look how short we're lining up here, uh, lining up on the 20-yard line here. Kiner is the deep back. Coleman is to the right of him. And they are at about the 20-yard line expecting Beckman to pooch it, and he does. And it will be taken in by one of the upbacks. That's Coleman at the 29-yard line, and he'll just fair catch it there. He had a chance to run that back, too. He, he probably had 15 yards in front of him he could have got if he would have just caught the ball and, and took off running. I mean, being the upbacks when we brought him all the way up, uh, there's a chance. I, I, I guess Coach Blodge just told him that don't make any mistakes. Let's just catch the ball and, uh, and, and take the ball and, and get going here. 
So the ball just shy of the 30-yard line. First and 10 for the Spartans with 10-17 remaining in this third quarter. And the Spartans find themselves on their first possession of the second half down by 11 points. Kuhlman goes out wide to the right. Bullock out of the pistol. Hand off to Kiner right up the middle. Off left tackle to the 35-40-45-50. And he's going to be pushed out of bounds in Fenwick territory near midfield. There's our adjustments at half. <laughs> 20 yards on the run by Kiner. And he just went from negative to positive yardage rushing on one play. He's like a sleeping giant. You can only contain him so long. And, and uh, sooner or later, Corey Kiner is going to get loose. And, uh, and that play he definitely did. So it's first and ten for the Spartans. We're right at midfield. Bullock, hand off to Kiner again. Skips to his right, right up the middle, into Fenwick territory inside the 45, and he'll be stopped at the 45 after a gain of five, second and five. That's a great push by the offensive line there. That right side of the offensive line uh, held their, sustained their blocks, pulled, drove their guy five yards down the field, and that's what got Kiner the yards. Eight carries tonight now for Kiner, 24 yards on the ground. He only needs 250 to match what he did last week. <laughs> Let's see if they run a little play action here and, and get somebody out in the open. Trips out to the far side, dropping back on second and five. Bullet throws over the middle, complete to Coleman. Again. Coleman at the 35, he's got the first down, gain of 10. And if the Spartans are on the move now at the 35-yard line of Fenwick. Looks like uh, Coach Henneke saw something there, the offensive coordinator for Roger Bacon. Uh, we had uh, trips over to the right field or the right side of the field, and, uh, and Coleman got open there, and he's beaten number third all day for uh, for Fenwick, and that's uh, Helm Camp there. Helm Camp plays right up on it. Now they're bringing a double coverage. They're bringing the safety over to pick up Coleman. Up the middle goes Kiner on the handoff to the 20, cuts to the right to wow. the 15, and he'll be dropped 25. Excuse me, to the 30 to the 25. I got my yard lines mixed up. Excuse me. And that's a gain of 11 yards on the carry for Kiner and another first down. Dave, Corey Kiner, I mean, unbelievable. I mean, he just pushed his offensive lineman and hit right behind him and was able to pick up a couple extra yards. There's double coverage again here on Zach Coleman. Nine minutes exactly left to go in the third quarter. Bullock out of the pistol, drops back, looks to his right. He's going to throw it to his right. Complete on the plate of Wolf. Wolf down to the 15-yard line. Ball came out, but the officials say he was down easily. He was definitely down, and and that's a great read by Tyler Bullock there. I mean, you got double coverage over here on Coleman. Uh, you got Zuri Edmondson as well um, in the slot, and they flooded that zone, and we had single coverage on that backside. Looked like they were playing zone about seven yards off, and Logan Wolf was able to curl around in the middle there. So a 13-yard reception by Wolf, first and 10, down to the 13-yard line. Handoff goes to Kiner right up the middle on the inside, and he takes it inside the 10. He's going to be marked down right at the 10 after a gain of three, second and seven. This is where things might get tight a little bit here. I mean, you're you're within, you're in the red zone. Defense is uh, tightening up here. You're, it's going to put you in single coverage. That, that double coverage on Coleman, uh, maybe a fade here would work with Coleman. Looks like he's lined up inside the number, so it might be here. Second and seven, ball at the 10-yard line. They can get a first down without scoring. Spartans have the football. Hand off to Kiner. Right up the middle, and he's going to be spun around and dropped right at the 10 for no gain. On this drive alone, Kiner so far tonight has got 36 yards on this drive alone. That's good news for the Spartans if they can continue that momentum here. 
Uh, third and long here. Maybe run a curly play that they that they like to go to, where the back comes out of the, the backfield and it goes it comes to the flat. Uh, two wide receivers will go slanting down and will bring that back out of the backfield. So. Boy, there's a lot of confusion on the Spartan offense. Clock inside ten. Play clock down to five now. Bullock out of the pistol. Three on the play clock. Got it off. Drops back. Pump fake to the left. Runs out to the right. Now cuts back to the left. Spins to the 10. And he'll be dropped at the 12. Third sack of the night by Fenwick's defense. I give Tyler Bullock credit there. He had a chance to where he could have just rolled out and maybe thrown and made, a, made an errant pass and, and maybe have that picked off, thrown it in the middle of the field. He, he did the smart thing by eating it, taking the sack, giving the Spartans a chance to uh, put three points on the board here. And Wolf will come in to attempt the field goal with 6.58 remaining to go in this third quarter. And he's going to spot the tee at about the 19-yard line, so it'll be a 29-yard attempt. He's already hit one from 26. So Wolf, hold is down, kick is up, and the kick is good. 6.40 remaining to go in the third quarter. Two field goals by Wolf tonight have drawn the Spartans to within eight. It's now 14-6. to six. Fenwick on top of the Spartans. You hear that early learning is a business issue. Here's how. When babies and young children grow up with plenty of positive, high-quality learning experiences, they're much more likely to become productive, contributing members of society. That's important to the business world, which depends on skilled and educated employees to succeed. For more about the business connection, go to bestbeginningsalaska.org. Early learning, it's everybody's business. This message brought to you by Best Beginnings and this station. 6.40 remaining to go in the third quarter of play and the 29-yard field goal by Luke Bird. Luke Bird has put the Spartans to within eight at 14 to six. I'll tell you what, that was a, it was a good hold by Ryan Blout there as well. I mean, it takes three, three guys to make that happen between your long snapper, your holder, and your kicker. So it was a great all-around job on special teams. So it will be Roger Bacon kicking it off, and they're going to squib it up the field again, and it'll be taken in by one of the upbacks at the 35, and he'll be dropped at the 36-yard line on the play. That's Vogelsong again running it back. This time he caught the football and ran it back five yards for to set up Fenwick at their own 35. Let's see if Roger Bacon goes back to that 5-3 defense again. Uh, looked like they went to a 6-2 on that touchdown, I believe. Uh, looks like they are in the 5-3. So Corbett, now they've got Durham in the backfield along with Davis. Cover three on the defense here. you got a man free at safety. Corbett under center. Handoff goes around the left-hand side to Davis. Davis cuts it across the 35, and he's out near the 40-yard line, maybe just over the 40. Gain of about five on the play. Good job by Michael Carson scraping across there and, and bringing him down there. And it brings up second and a long five, short six, with 6.15 remaining in the third quarter. Well, you can't ask for any better night of football, and we have been neglecting saying this all night long, but this is one of the few fields anymore, Tommy, that is all grass. Yeah, yeah, it's a game changer for everyone, except Fenwick. Fenwick's used to playing on it, but they have great facilities here and no need for turf. I'm going to mention another thing here at the end of this play. Handoff goes to Durham. Durham across the 40. He's stacked up, breaks it across the 45, and he's out to the 46 for a first down after a gain of six. 
boy, just no wrapping up by the Spartans on that play. No, he he's just a man, strong man that's just running through tackles. If I'm Roger Bacon and Joe Clements, I'm looking to put somebody, maybe even put a spy on him right now because it looks like he's getting the ball a lot. You know, with the, well, we'll mention it at the end of this play. Corbett under center, first and ten, out to the 46-yard line. Fenwick still in their own territory. Pitch out, comes around the right-hand side, Davis. Davis cuts it into territory of the Spartans across the 50 to the 45 and down inside the 40 to the 38-yard line. Michael Carson, I mean, great effort there. Broken hand, uh, that's tough to play with, and, and him still hustling and, and, and chasing down that play to make the tackle. Yeah, he's playing with the club tonight, too. Yeah, Nate Stark got sucked in there, and that's how they got the edge. So it takes it down to the 38-yard line after the 18-yard run. First and 10 again for Fenwick. And the Spartans need to find a way to stop this offense of Fenwick so they can get back into the ballgame offensively. Handoff up the middle, goes to Durham. Durham takes it down to the 35, struggles forward to inside the 35 to the 33-yard line, gain of five on the play. You know, the one thing about the grass field, I want to mention this, is that with the prescription turf, you don't have the crowns on the field as much anymore. And then you go back to the grass, and because of the drainage that you need to do, you've got to have a higher crown. That's got to be difficult to get used to. Without a doubt. And this field's been a mud pit sometimes, uh, like the old Roger Bacon field in the past. We used to have a muddy field. Uh, But Father Allen took great care of it uh, in the past. And, um, I mean, grass fields are almost extinct. (laughs) They are anymore. Four and a half minutes and running left to go in the third quarter. Pitch out. Fake counter on the inside. Comes to Davenport, and Davenport's going to be hit at the 32 and dropped right there for about a yard gain, and that is it. And it brings up third and five. The one thing I've noticed, Dave, is that they're running away from Kugli. So every play, Kugli either it looks like he's going to the strength of the, of the offense, and they're running away from him every single time, whether it be their A-gap on the backside or, or a counter or a sweep. They're trying to get away from him. Well, Kugli's on the left-hand side this time. Defensively, that would be the right-hand side for Fenwick's offense. And they come to the line of scrimmage. Corbett out of the T formation. Davenport and Davis. And there's movement on the line, and it's going to be offsides called against Roger Bacon, and that will give Fenwick a first down. Yeah, those are the mistakes you can't have happen when when it's third and short like that. You got to be disciplined. It's the money down, and uh, and and that's where games are made and broke. Uh, it looked like Fenwick was going to go ahead and run a, a little screen there. When you're in cover three, you're playing seven, eight yards off the ball on that screen. It's, I, I would tighten some guys up a little bit here, especially being close to the red zone. Three forty-five and running left to go in this third quarter. Fourteen-six is your score. Corbett under center, handoff to Davis off left tackle and he's going to be hit by Thompson driven away, but he broke free of the tackle inside the 20 to the 15 and he's going to be near the 10 yard line Wow Boy, what a great, great run It was a, it was a very, very good run so 328, and there's a player down across the way. Michael Carson had a had an opportunity to make that play there, and he, he met him at the line of scrimmage and even behind the line of scrimmage. And, and I don't know if not having his uh, his hand available, being in that club, gave him a chance to not wrap up, and, and the running back was able to run through that. 328 left to go. There's an official timeout on the field for the injury. It's Fenwick 14 and Roger Bacon 6. Sports is seen as just a game just as entertainment for people, just as a way to have fun. But sports is more than that, because it's what defines us. It's not just a game. 
It creates friendships. It encourages friendly competition. It builds leadership skills and encourages hard work. It improves teamwork and develops strength. See more impacts at notjustagamepsa.wordpress.com. Well, we're not sure who the injured Spartan is across the way, down about the 10-yard line. But that's 56, you say? Yeah, look, that's James Thompson if it's number 56. And let's see, he is up, and that's who it is. And He's up, and they helped him up, but he's going to walk off underneath his own power, so that's good. Yeah, James Thompson has a has a very, very bright future, a sophomore, uh, big kid. I mean, tall kid's got a, a very good frame, room to fill out, and uh, he's going to be a, a great player for the Spartans in the future. Hopefully he's okay. 3.30 left to go, 3.28 exactly left to go in this third quarter of play. Next week, final home game, final game of the season for the Spartans as they take on Purcell on senior night. Big and, rivalry. <laughs> big one. And it will be... Pre-game show at 6.40, kickoff at 7 o'clock. Be sure to join us then. And then basketball. That's right. 3.15 and running left to go. Corbett, he's going to take it himself. Oh, the football! It's into the end zone. Ball loose, and it's going to be recovered. Touchback. It looks like Give us a by, Roger Spart- by Roger Bacon. And let's see, are they going to mark him at touchback. the one-yard line? Touchback. Here it we is go. a touchback. Great play. Ball came loose, and let's see who recovered that football. It looked like... Uh, Jake Jake Speed or Nate Stark, one of the two, recovered it in the end zone, and it'll be a touchback. Now the officials are going to confer. The one official inside the end zone, the back judge, came up and and signaled touchback. But now the officials are going to confer, and let's see what they decide to do. It looks like they're they're going to start marking it down at the one. I always hate it when they confer. I know. Oh, they are putting it. Yep, so they are going to put it out to the 20-yard line. It'll be a touchback. For the Spartans, and boy, did they dodge a bullet there. Yeah. Great defensive play. That's another bend but don't break moment. Uh, uh, Coach Clements has these guys ready to play today. I'm, I'm pretty impressed with the defensive fo- end of the football today and, and how they're playing. So the market out to the 20 yard line after the touchback, first and 10 for the Spartans with 3.06 remaining to go in the third quarter of play. 14 6 is your score. Fenwick on top of it. Spartans still, when you look at this, they're only down by eight. That's one possession. One possession here, and maybe with that sudden change again, here's another opportunity for a big play. So Bullock, the center, hands it off to Kiner. Kiner got stopped right at the line, but spins off to the right-hand side and picks up a yard on the play out to the 21. Yeah, they tried to, uh, Swartz came in off that double coverage and was coming in on the backside blitz uh, from the from the corner or, or monster position. 2.45 and running. Coleman comes out wide to the left-hand side. Bird is wide right. Looks Edmund. like they're going to run double coverage again here. It looks like they're in cover two. Yep. They've got two men. One lined up man-to-man and the other one over the top on Coleman to the near side. Bullock out of the pistol. On second down nine, drops back. He's going to get hit and drop back to the 15-yard line. That's the fifth sack of the night by Fenway. Yeah, he just held onto the ball a little bit too long there. He hits uh, Kappel right down the seam there wide open after about five yards. So uh, I think he just caught him late and, and hesitated and wasn't able to deliver the ball. That's going to be a loss of six on the play. It makes a third down at 16 yards to go. Back to the 15-yard line. Under two minutes and running left in this third quarter. Screener draw here is what my thought process is. Maybe even a, a little jailbreak here. Capel is going to line up wing left. 
Receivers out wide on both sides. Bullock with Kiner to his right. Drops back on the pistol. Throws over the middle. And it is incomplete to Bird on the play. Just threw it up a little too far at about the 30-yard line. And Bird couldn't catch up with it. A minute 41 left to go in the third. And it's punting time. Yeah, he had Bird. I mean, Bird was there and, and open and, and just couldn't get him the ball. You know, that's slanting. You called it in the first quarter. It's been open all night long. All night. All night. And when your safeties are playing that tight, it's kind of hard not to to realize that that middle of the field's right there and, and available. 141 left to go. Snap goes to Bird. Bird's going to kick it away from his own end zone. He gets a boomer. It's going to be taken in at the 45 in Fenwick territory, and it'll be dropped at the 49-yard line, and I think you're right. There's going to be a face mask penalty. That was another great punt by Luke Bird there. I mean, he, he's getting some distance on the ball, that's for sure. That's a 40-yard punt by Bird unofficially with a five-yard return, so a net of 35. And they'll have it about midfield, but the penalty is going to mark Fenwick forward into Roger Bacon territory. It'll be a face mask, just the incidental kind, so it'll be a five-yard penalty. So that'll take it from the 50 to the 45-yard line in Roger Bacon territory with 130 left in the third. It's a great time for a three and out here. Uh, if they get this first down here now, it's, they're going to be. It's a four-down territory for Fenwick with no uh, passing quarterback. First and ten, Corbett under center in the T formation. Davenport and Davis in the backfield now. Four, and Davis is going to get it off left guard. He's going to cut it inside across the 45 to the 40, and down inside the 40 to the 37-yard, 38-yard line. A gain of seven. And now that offensive line for Fenwick is starting to really get a good push. They are. George Vyth had a chance to, to bring him down there, and he just slipped right through him. Second down, three yards to go after the seven-yard gain. We're at a minute left to go in the third quarter. 14-6, Fenwick on top of the Spartans. Corbett, handoff goes on the left-hand side to Davenport. Davenport got hit, got away from one tackle inside the 35, down to the 31. Gain of seven and a first down for Fenwick. And now Davenport's going to come out, and Durham is back into the ballgame. Looks like James Thompson's a little injured, a little banged up out there. He's trying to fight through it and, uh, and, and shake it out here, but he's, he's shown some guts. 50 seconds left to go in the third quarter. Fenwick on the move, 14-6. They were on the move the last time and fumbled Sweet. the ball into the end zone. Sweep around the right-hand side to Davis, and he's stacked play. up Logan at the Wolf. 33 and dropped by Logan Wolf. Great, great play. Loss of two on the carry. That's how you draw it up. You know, once you get that sweep going, you try and get them going east to west instead of north south. And and the running back for Fenwick uh, wasn't able to get his shoulders square and get downhill. And and Logan Wolf ate him up. Takes it back to the 33-yard line. Loss of two, second and 12. 20 seconds left to go. Game clock and the play clock are almost in sync. Counter. Counter on the inside goes to Durham. Durham inside the 20 and down to the 15-yard line. Gain of 18 on the play. Is that James Thompson down again? Yeah. It is. Thompson's going to have to leave the game, but that's going to be the end of the third quarter. Fenwick's not going to get another playoff. Yeah, they're probably going to set the ball and go ahead and run it. And now the official is saying let's... Let him get off the field, and they will. They've got the clock set. The Fenwick's walking over to the sideline, and that's going to do it for the end of the third period of play here. We've played three. We go to the fourth. Your score, it's Fenwick 14 and Roger Bacon 6.
Are you a small business owner that wants more customers? Of course. What business wouldn't? I'm Dave Mitchell. What if I told you I could help you increase your customer base, possibly 2,000%? You'd wonder how, right? OneCom Media can give you all the details. We can show you how to increase your customer base and give you a great return on your investment for your website. This means more customers, more business, and more money in your pocket. Get more details by calling me at OneCom Media. The number is 513-268-2799. Increase your customers with OneCom Media. 513-268-2799. Well, as we go to the fourth quarter of play, it's 14-6. to Fenwick on top of it. And in that third quarter, Roger Bacon had some opportunities. They just weren't able to only kick a field goal. Yeah, they missed they missed a couple opportunities in the passing game. Uh, looks like they're having some momentum with Kiner, and then just not being able to convert on on third and long. And now you're you're stuck in the fourth quarter here, 14-6. Uh, you're still within striking distance. The challenge here is going to be we got to get a big stop here. Milford's coming back on Anderson tonight in the third quarter. It's 28 to 21 there. Julian over Baden, 21 to 12 in the third quarter, and it is. Alter beating McNicholas 21 to 7. Those are some GCL scores. And by the way, Princeton over Hamilton 24 to 10 in the third. So as we hit the fourth quarter of play, Fenwick going from right to left across your computer screen to the north goal here at Fenwick. And it is now first and 10 at the 15 yard line for Fenwick. Corbett's going to keep it on the quarterback keeper around the left-hand side. He's going to be dropped at the 14-yard line. Boy, Coogley was wrapped up. Yeah, he was. And was not allowed to go anywhere. Otherwise, that would have been a loss. That was great backside pursuit by Nate Stark there. That's just being hungry to to go get the football. And and those are the plays you need in order to to stop them here in this drive. Gain of a yard on the play. Second down and nine for Fenwick. Corbett again under center. He's got Davenport and Davis. That's like thunder and lightning in the backfield for the Falcons. Handoff goes to Davis off left tackle. He'll take it down to the 10-yard line. Like Gain Logan of, Wolf there. Gain of three. Wolf with the tackle. You're right. And it brings up third down and five. 11-15 left to go in this ballgame. It's an eight-point Fenwick lead, and they're looking for more. They look for a little wide banana here. Some coming out of the the backfield and uh, going to the right maybe the field side here Corbett under center T formation, handoff goes to Davenport off right tackle, he's going to be stacked up at a 7 yard line they may mark him at the 8 yard line but he didn't get the first down a gain of 3 and it's 4th down and call it 2 yards to go if I'm Fenwick here, I'm taking the points uh, with it being this close of a game you take the points when you can get them that was a great play by Chris Coogley there, too. You've got to wonder just how good a field goal kicker Beckman is. Right. They're going to bring in their full house, their jumbo package. Yes, they are. Durham is in along with Davenport. Durham is going to go out wide right. Corbett is going to be, well, let's see, what are they doing? They've got Davis in the backfield. Two seconds, one second, and now Fenwick is going to use a timeout. That'll leave them with two remaining. We'll keep it right here. 10-12 left to go. This might be the biggest play of the game for Roger Bacon tonight. Yeah, I think it is. And if they line up in that same formation, they're they're either going to lead block for number four coming out of the backfield, and I believe that's Kate, or Davis. Davis. Yeah, or or they're going to sneak out 42 out of the backfield for for Fenwick and try and catch him in the flat, and Roger Bacon over pursuing uh, that jumbo package. All right, now I see Beckman coming into the huddle. I think they might be going for the field goal. 
Beckman is checking into the huddle. They may have wanted to see what Roger Baker was going to do, and then they decided to... And they may have been second-guessing themselves the whole time. And I wouldn't be surprised if they came back out here and lined up in a formation if Roger Bacon went ahead and called another timeout because this is such a big play for the game. Well, Beckman is going to attempt the field goal. He is into the ball game. Let's see if we can get Jake Speed coming off the end here and uh, maybe get one here for us. Beckman, the junior. He's two for two in extra point attempts, but this is his first attempt of a field goal. They're going to spot it at the 14, so it's a 24-yard attempt for the junior. Corbett, the quarterback, is the holder. Lay out and get one here, boys. And he sits down, and they will go for the field goal. Plenty of time on the play clock. 24-yard attempt by Beckman. Good snap. Kick is up, and the kick is good. 10.08 10.08 left to go in the ball game. Your score now. It is the Falcons 17 and the Spartans 6. Spartan fans, Josh Wilking here, proud member of the class of 2012 with Kelsey Chevrolet, your full-service Chevrolet dealership and proud partner of Roger Bacon Athletics. Thank you, Spartan Army, for making Kelsey Chevrolet Greater Cincinnati's fastest-growing full-size franchise dealer, all because of your family believing in ours. Sales, service, parts, and body shop. We can handle all your automotive needs. KelseyChev.com. Hail Spartans. We are Kelsey Chevrolet. From our family to yours. 10.08 left to go in the ball game, and that's a big field goal by Fenwick. It puts them up now by 11 at 17-6. to It's now a two-possession game. Yeah, with Roger Bacon struggling to, to get some points on the board here, be a good time for, for Coleman or Kiner to come up here, maybe instead of fair catching that, see, see what they can get here. We need a quick score, get the ball back, and then put the pressure back on Fenwick. We haven't seen a lot of big plays tonight out of Roger Bacon. We got the the one big run by Kiner, and that's and Coolman. Yeah. But that's about it. Yeah, and those are differences in games. You know, I mean, yep. you, you need a couple, you need a couple more of those uh, to make a difference here. Beckman, same position, just off to the left of the football, about a yard deep, and he's going to pooch the football, and Coolman is going to take it in. Now it's going to be Kiner at the thirty, up the left side to the twenty, go to the fifty. Go. He go. breaks into go. the clear. He's go. at the forty, the thirty. He's got to go take it all the way to the ten, to the five, touchdown. Corey Kiner, ladies and gentlemen. What a run. And he stepped right in front of Kuhlman to take that kickoff and then ran it 70 yards for the touchdown. And all of a sudden, it's 17-12, and there's the big play. You know what they say, big-time players make big-time plays in big-time situations, and that's Corey Kiner. I mean, that was one heck of a run, and, and we, we just got done talking about how we needed that big play, and, and here we go. Rob Rickenbaugh in the middle of that would have said the legend. <laughs> he is the legend. The legend continues. Oh, it's it's there. It's there, and, and he's the type of kid, if he continues, stays healthy, and, and keeps doing the right thing that, that he's doing, uh, he could be a Roger Bacon legend. I mean, yep. he, he's starting it here, and, and Roger Bacon's excited to have him, and and uh, and I can't wait to see what he does the next three years as this offensive line grows with him. Now the Spartans are going to go for two. They spot it at the three-yard line. Empty backfield. Out of the shotgun. Bullock moves Edmondson in motion to the right side. Bullock Kiner. is going to run. He's going to throw it into the end zone to Kuhlman, and it's tapped at the line of scrimmage and falls incomplete. So Roger Bacon right there ran, ran their play, which they call Curly. Uh, they, they bring him back in motion. They have the, uh, the running back off to the side. They sneak him out, and it's almost like a pick play. So they saw the backside slant, which was available. He just got his hands on it. And they also had Kiner over there in the flat. So uh, I look for them to come back to that maybe later on in the game if it's a short-distance situation. 17-12 is the score. 9.58 remaining to go in the ballgame. 
So it is now back to a one-possession ball game. So now Bacon will be kicking the football away. And now the defense has got to get strong, stand up to this offensive line. I know the defense is tired. They've been on the field a long time here in that third quarter. They have, and, and with Fenwick, with that big running back and, and, and their big offensive line, I mean, I'm, I'm impressed by Roger Bacon's strength and stamina. I mean, that goes to the hard hours in the weight room and, and the time and dedication they put in in the offseason, and, and that's a testament to their, their work ethic. So it's paid off, and they've grown and matured over, over the game and over the season. Bird will kick it off from his own 40. 9.58 left to go. It's been a pooch kick night for both teams. It has. And let's see what Bird decides to do here. He lines it up, and he's going to go ahead and kick it a little bit deeper than before. It'll be taken in by Vogelsong. Uh-oh. Now check out, that's Clarice. Clarice takes it across the 25, out to the 28-yard line. Logan Wolf's been all over the field tonight. And who is down on the field now? And that... For Roger Bacon. Michael Carson. Michael Carson. But he gets up, and now he gets over near the sideline, and he bends himself over, and I think he's going to stay in the ballgame. The officials don't, didn't notice that he was hurt, and now the coaching staff for Roger Bacon is going to pull him out of the ballgame. You know what? That's just the hunger of, of the kids out there. They want to win so bad, and they're playing so hard that, that they're fighting through all the pain to, to make sure that they make an impact on the game. Jeremiah Flowers in to take the place for Carson, at least on this play. 9.53 left to go in the football game. Handoff off the left-hand side to Davis. Davis across the 35 out to the 40, and he's going to be brought down at the 45-yard line. Gain of 11 and a first down for Fenwick. Yeah, Coleman chased that down backside. Flowers ran right past the play. It looks like uh, Col- or Coogley's hurt now. And Coogley is up and skipping away from the entire team. Is that his, I think he may, he may have hurt his hand again. Yeah, he's he's trying to shake it off. It's it's not easy to play with uh, with a broken hand, and and that kid's tough as nails for even being out there, and um, he he's trying to fight it off as well. So I expect him to come back in. I think he's just going to go back out there since he probably won't hurt it any worse. Anymore. He's walking away from everybody. The trainer's coming over wanting to talk to him, and he's walking away from her. Right. Nine forty and running left to go in the ball game. Five point Fenwick lead. They have the football at their own forty five yard line. First and ten. T formation. Wing to the left, handoff up the middle to Durham. Durham takes it right up the middle behind the center and takes it out to the 49-yard line for a gain of four, and it's second and six. Yeah, there's, it looks like they're starting to wear us down a little bit on the defensive side of the ball. We've been out there a lot this half, and the whole game for that matter. So get a stop here, make it uh, third and third and short, and, and see what happens. Roger Bacon came into this game wanting a win desperately so they could finish 500 for the year with a win next week against Purcell. Second down, six yards to go. Ball just shy of the 50-yard line. Corbett under center out of the T formation. Handoff to Davis around the left-hand side. Got a hold, no call. Davis takes it inside the 50, and he's going to be run out of bounds at the 44-yard line. Yeah, Amir, six and a first down. I'm sorry. Uh, that's okay. Amir Muhammad came up, made a play, and Kugli uh, had a chance to get him, and looks like he got held once again. I mean, there's a there's been a few no calls that we've been seeing, and uh, I mean, you got a guy with one arm out there playing, and it's pretty impressive. Ball's the 43-yard line. Fenwick in Roger Bacon territory, 840 left to go in the football game. It's a five-point Falcon lead. The Spartans can give up a field goal here and keep it a one-possession football game, but they don't want to give up a touchdown getting this late in the contest. Here comes that dive again. 
Fake handoff inside counter. Goes to Davis. Davis around the left-hand side to the 40. And he steps out of bounds at the 37-yard line after a six-yard run. And it brings up second and four. And Carson's back into the ballgame for the Spartans. Yeah, and from a defensive side of things, I mean, just using that sideline as your friend, and that's your that's your friend right now. Force those guys east and west, get them to the sideline, get them out of bounds. That way it's stopping that clock and, and giving us a chance to get the ball back. Now we just need to bring these, the secondary a little bit tighter. They're playing a little too loose. Uh, they're not able to help on one support. Second down, five yards to go. It's a long four, short five. T formation, Davis and Davenport. Pitch out comes to Davenport around the left-hand side. Davenport takes it down to the 30-yard line. And it will be a gain of seven and another first down for Fenway. Coogley did a good job of spilling it inside uh, back to uh, Zach Witten there. I'll tell you one thing. Coogley hasn't been dancing with somebody like this since his prom. <laughs> looks like Zach Witten just fell down. Uh, he's injured and hurting. So Witten is down on the field. So we've got an injury timeout. 8.16 left to go in this football game. We're going to take a timeout also, your score. It's Fenwick 17, Roger Bacon 12. You want to advance your career through education, but you have a busy family and work schedule. Mount St. Joseph can help. The Mounts School of Business offers an MBA program on Saturday mornings where you can earn your master's degree in two years. Courses are led by faculty who are experts in their areas and taken one at a time, and the GMAT is not required for admission. Classes every Saturday can make a huge difference in your life and your career. Learn more about the Saturday MBA program. Visit msj.edu slash mba. And tomorrow we've got Mount St. Joseph football for you. One o'clock with the pregame show from Anderson, Indiana. Blake Watson and I with the kickoff at 1.30 in Heartland Conference football action. As far as score-wise, what we got coming up here? Well, let's take a look at the scoreboard and see what we've got. And just as I do that, my screen erases itself. (laughs) Anderson back up on top in the fourth quarter over Milford. They've extended their lead 34-21. Chaminade beating Baden 21-15. Archbishop Alter beating McNicholas 28-7. It is Princeton over Hamilton 24-10. And that's a look at the scores for tonight so far, what I've got. I've got uh, Sycamore 40-7 to over Lakota East. Uh, pretty proud of my nephew there getting his first extra point in his high school career. Good for him. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing, I couldn't do that. No, kicking is a hard thing. It, it looks is. So, it looks so easy, but they have one of the toughest jobs out there. Not, I mean, it's, it's not for everybody. <laughs> no. There's a lot of pressure out there, too. Uh, it looks like you also have uh, Cole Rain over Lakota West 31-10 as well. Zach Witten is up, and they are still talking to him. I'm not sure if he got his bell rung or if he he has an injury to one of his legs. We haven't been able to ascertain that as of yet. I think he got his bell rung a little bit. He got it looked like he took a knee to the helmet as as he was coming down for that tackle. So he might have got his, his bell rung a little bit. And uh, Roger Bacon, if you look over on their sidelines, is a little bit of the walking wounded. I mean, you got guys over there with broken hands. You got some guys on crutches as well. You know, if I went up to a football and said I'm going to kick it, I the biggest decision, it, it would take me all day just to decide if I was going to sidewind it or straightforward <laughs> kick it. I'd, I'd pass. <laughs> yeah, I'd, yeah, I'm going for it on fourth down. Yeah. Forget this. Yeah, I could probably punt it. Yeah, punting's a whole other game, but when it comes to kicking, I give those guys credit. <laughs> yeah, I, I do too. I, that, that is one of the hardest things in the world to accomplish. It is. 
It's a good thing Roger Bacon's got a good one. They actually have a legacy of kickers with uh, with B.J. Sander going to Ohio State, and he's a legend at Roger Bacon and uh, played for the Green Bay Packers, and he's come back to help the, the kids out of Bacon a lot. So Witten walks off under his own power to the far side, and it brings up second down. Corbett's going to keep it himself inside the 30 to the 25, and he's going to be run out of bounds at about the 20-yard line. Excuse me, that was first down. Gain of eight on the play for Corbett, and it will be second and two. Flowers and Carson on the play there, and I mean, Michael Carson's all over the field. I mean, he's he's really impressed me tonight, and uh, he, he's a heck of a ball player. Yeah, he's great from sideline to sideline. He does a great job of pursuit. And only a sophomore, you know, so the future looks bright for this Roger Bacon team. If, if you look across the board, I mean, I believe they only have six seniors and uh, five or six seniors, and they've, their future is very, very bright here. Ten seconds on the play clock, 7.34 on the game clock, and now the side judge blows the play dead, and a timeout has been called Roger by Bacon. Roger Bacon. So that will be their first timeout of the second half, at least both teams with two timeouts remaining in this football game. So they're second and short here. This is a that's a big play uh, for, for Roger Bacon. They're going to need to go ahead and and if Fenwick is able to get a first down here with 7:33 left, they're going to have to regroup, play the next four downs because it is four down territory. Hopefully they get the ball back and uh, and keep Fenwick out of field goal range. Their kicker looked like he's probably only good for about 30 yards. So. Um, with that being said, if, if they can keep them outside that 20-yard mark, uh, they're in a good they're in a good position here. Well, the Lucky Turtle located in Finneytown, 8621 Winton Road, behind Brentwood Spirits and Wines, and next to Arby's, has 23 taps of rotating craft and local beers, 60 plus bourbons, and a large selection of other fine spirits. They've got weekly events including live music, final night on Tuesdays, and trivia on Thursdays. Plus, they've got darts, shuffle boards, and free video games. Food options: you can bring your own food in, or go for the empanada or the Aki. That is at the Lucky Turtle in Finneytown on Winton Road. Their owner, Frank Sita. Roger Bacon, class of 1991. T formation. Second down, two yards to go for Fenwick. Handoff goes up the middle to Durham. And Durham takes it inside the 20 to the 19. Gain of three. He only needed two. And it's a first down for Fenwick inside the 20-yard line of the Spartans. This is a, this is where you got to buckle down. This is the grit that... that got to pull out within yourself here and get ready ready to play here first and 10 uh on the on the 18th or 19 yard line and and this could be the game here this this is the game and as far as uh, getting the ball back for Roger Bacon yeah with the the clock the clock is not the friend right now of the Spartans clock at 705 handoff goes to Davis Davis on the counter inside inside the 10 to the 5 and he's going to be brought down finally at the 5 yard line and Roger Bacon had a chance to bring him down a little bit early they're a little tackling too high and, and they're going for the strip looked like everybody was going uh, for the strip there three different Spartans try to go for the ball there and that's been one of the Spartans' problems so far this year. Now they go with their jumbo package as Davis leaves the ball game. Durham is in along with Davenport in the backfield. They've not been able to wrap up successfully and bring down people on a consistent basis tackling. No, and, and tackles come down to strength and, and form and technique. And, uh, and that brings you right back to the youth aspect. Yes. T formation, handoff goes to Durham. Durham inside the five, down to the three. 
big big run there by Durham. Boy, he is just a truck. He is. I expect the, the, him getting the ball maybe another two times here, at least lead block, and actually he's coming out of the game. He'll check out. You want to know what it's like to tackle Durham? Go stand out on I-75 in front of an 18-wheeler and try to bring <laughs> that thing down. That's exactly what it's like because that guy's legs are churning and he's not being stopped. So it's second down, goal to go, ball at the three-yard line, just inside the three. Corbett looks at the play clock. It's inside 10 to 7. Davenport. And the handoff goes to Davenport. Davenport takes it off left tackle, and he's going to be stopped shy of the goal line, just inside the one-yard line. And it's third and goal, and back into the ball game is Durham. Here he comes again. If not, it's just going to be a, a lead to, to Davis or, or maybe a quarterback follow. Well, Davenport leaves. I think the coach thought, well, if you can't get this ball in from the three-yard line, we're pulling you. Yeah. <laughs> bring bring Durham into the ball game. Clock, play clock down to 15 now, 525 remaining in the ball game. Third and goal inside the one for the Falcons. Corbett. Hands it off up the middle, and that is going to be Davis off right tackle, and he's in for the touchdown. 23-12 to now. The Falcons have extended their lead to 11 with 5.16 to go in the football game. That's a solid dose of Kayla Davis there. I think he's around 23 carries for 175. Um, so he, he's had a pretty good game tonight. Very good game. 24 carries, 180. 24 carries, 186 yards tonight for Davis. That was a little off. <laughs> Just not much for not doing the stats. Hey, not not bad at all. Corbett, the holder. Beckman in to attempt the extra point with 5.16 remaining in the game. Good snap. Kick is up. And the kick. Kuhlman almost got his hands on it, but the kick been, is through. They've been close all night. <laughs> 5.15 left to go in the ball game. It's now 24-12. Fenwick over Roger Bacon. CardinalMotors.com. Cardinal Motors, serving the Tri-State's vehicle needs. Quality vehicles, friendly staff. Visit us today at CardinalMotors.com. 513-939-AUTO. Good credit, bad credit, first-time buyer, we got you covered. CardinalMotors.com. I got my new car at CardinalMotors.com. Looking for your next quality car, truck, van, or SUV? Visit CardinalMotors.com today. Visit us at any of our three locations in Hamilton and Fairfield. Well, 5.16 left to go in the ball game, 24-12. Fenwick doubled up on the Spartans here tonight, and now the Spartans need another quick kickoff return. I'm willing to bet that Fenwick changes their game plan a little bit here and either squibs it down the middle or they're going to go to the left side this time, uh, just based off the ball placement that the, the kicker's getting ready to I'll line. tell you what, though, but the way that Fe- that Beckman kicks it, we're going to see which way he lines up on that football. It would be almost impossible the way that he lines himself up for him to kick it to the left side. He kind of reminds me of the uh, of the kicker from the replacements. <laughs> I mean, That's that, true. I mean, just long and stringy. Let's hope he doesn't have the gambling gut. He's wide. <laughs> so Beckman is going to kick it off. Let's see which way he's going to back up. Same way he was before. So it's almost impossible for him to kick it to the left. Kuhlman is over to that side, and so is Kiner. Kiner, there comes a line drive kick, and it's going to be out of bounds. And let's see. We'll get the ball at the 35 here. Or they could make him kick it over. I'd make him kick it again. I would too. 
when you've got an explosive duo like Kiner and Kuhlman in the backfield. Yeah, and it just gives you more yards anyway because yeah. he's not a deep threat kicking the ball. So yeah. it's a great call by Coach Blout. So they'll mark it back from the 40 to the 35, and he'll kick it off again. He wants yeah. to kick it from the 40. Yeah, he does. Beckman, <laughs> Beckman's like, oh, yeah, i got to move it back here. So now he'll tee it up at the 35-yard line. You could tell he doesn't want to have anything to do with Kuhlman over there. He was trying to go to Kappel. Yeah. Kappel's over on that far side. Kuhlman's right behind him. Kiner is the single setback deep, but you can bet that Beckman, once he comes up to address the football, Kiner's going to go over and sneak somewhere around Kuhlman. Yeah. Now Beckman tees it up from his 35, and now steps up to the 34. It took two steps, and he'll kick it off on the pooch. And here we go. He kicks it, a line drive kick. Go that one's going to go out of bounds again. Keep backing him up. Take now, him all the way to the end zone. Beckman is looking back over to the coaching staff on the sideline and saying, what do you want me to do? He just told him kick it deep now. So speed is back there also, by the way, with Kuhlman and Kiner. And they're going to move it back to the 30-yard line, and he'll kick it off again. It's great field position so far for the Spartans. So this is almost this is almost like what happened Thursday night and last night in the game between Kansas City and Oakland, where at the end of the ball game. <laughs> So the ball is going to be placed at the 30. 5-16. Now they want to take a timeout. Fenwick is going to take a timeout, and they're going to talk this thing over. What do we do? They're putting it right right in the middle of the field with 5-16 left to go. Well, what do you do if you're you're down there, Tommy, coaching this team? Do you let him just kick it deeper, or do you do it again? No, if I'm Fenwick's coach right now, I'm squibbing it down the middle. Um, I'll, I'm going to take my chances. I'm up two scores right now, so I'm just going to go ahead and squib it and not give him the yardage that, that just keep giving it up. I mean, they've given up 10 yards already just in penalties. So to me, it's not worth it. I just kick it and take my chances. I actually kick it over here to Jake Speed if I can and not to Coleman and not to Kiner. Um, I anticipate them the way he's lined up now. He's going to kick it on the total opposite end. He's going to come after number 77 for Roger Bacon, number 20, and, and uh, Speed. Yeah, let's see. what The way he lines up and kicks it off, there's no way he can kick it to the left-hand side of the field where he's standing. But now let's see what he does and see how he, he's got the football teed up. We just got done talking about how hard it is to kick, didn't we? Yeah. And he's going to drop, he's going to straight on it. So he's coming on closest to us here. And yeah, now he's going to go ahead and just try to kick it deep. And Kiner is the single setback. Beckman getting a long run up to the football now and he's going to kick it deep. And Kiner is going to grab it at his 21. Right up the middle to the 30, to the 35, cuts to the far side, trying to get a lane, gets to the 40. Finds the sideline to the 50, and he stepped out of bounds prior to the 50-yard line. Boy, when he gets his hands on the football. <laughs> He's electric. He is. He is definitely electric, and uh, I can't wait to see how he grows and matures because he's only going to get bigger, faster, and stronger. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be a beast to bring down. 5.08 left to go. Where did they spot him out of bounds at? At the 43-yard line. Bacon has it in their own territory, 57 yards away from Pater, and 5.08 left to go in the football game. I anticipate Fenwick bringing the house here because they know we're going to throw the ball. So uh, Two timeouts left. The slant might open up here across the middle. 
Bullock, hand off to Kiner. Kiner breaks it right up the middle to the 45-yard line, and he stopped after a two-yard gain. They have really done an excellent job of bottling him up tonight. They have. It looks like their their defensive ends are widened out. Their linebackers are filling their gaps. They're playing gap control defense, and, and it's hard to find those lanes if everybody's taking care of their gap. The clock is not the friend right now of the Spartans. 440 and running left to go in the football game. Down by 12. Handoff goes to Kiner. Kiner around the left-hand side. He's going to cut it to the 45 to the 50, and he's run out of bounds there again at about the 47-yard line. Gain of two on the play. Yeah, Kiner had a a lane coming up the middle. I don't think he saw it, and uh, he went ahead and tried to take his chances on the outside. These Fenwick linebackers are, are so fast side to side that they're able to, to track him down just based off their angles. So they're taking good angles, and, and kudos to them for playing uh, great linebacking. Third down, seven yards to go. Capel comes out wide to this near side. Roger Bacon going from left to right, from the north to the south. That's four down territory as well. Yeah, absolutely. Kuhlman is out wide to the left. Kiner lines up to the right. A bullock out of the pistol. Ball on the far hash mark. And a lot of movement on the Roger Bacon side. And that will knock them back five yards as the flags are thrown. Roger Bacon tried to, to run what they call his no play, where they'll try and ice the other team. They'll have a, a play call, but they're not going to run it. Um, they'll wait to see if the other team jumps. And then they'll go ahead and they'll signal in another play, which uh, didn't work that time. Unfortunately, the Spartans moved instead of right. Fenwick. Faked themselves out. So that makes a third down, 12 yards to go. Ball at the 42. Well, not at the 41, actually, is where they've got it marked. So third down, 12. Bullock from his own 41. Drops Kiner. back. Kiner. Looks up field. He's got a receiver. Kiner, complete. Kiner cuts to the near side at the 50, and he's brought down right at the 50. But he picked up seven yards on that, and it brings up fourth down and three. No, Dave, that, this is a play that I wish Roger Bacon would went to earlier. You know, when you're focusing on your, your running back like this, you got to get him out in space. you got to get him on the, on the sides uh, as far as a swing pass or slide him out. you got to hide him and, and use him in different ways. And, and they do a good job of that, but uh, this, this game, this was a, a good time to pull that play out of the hat. The ball game is right here. It's fourth down, three yards to go. They need to get to the 47-yard line. Ball at midfield. Bullock. Fake handoff. He's going to keep it himself right up the middle. And he's going to be hit at the 48 and dropped at the 48. Bullock just could not get ahead of steam enough, and he was hit immediately as he got to the 48 and driven backwards on a textbook tackle by Fenwick. And that turns it over on downs, and Fenwick pretty much has got the ball game wrapped up. Yeah, he's about a yard and a half short there. And and if he could have got that steam going a little bit more, he could have had another yard in him. But... It's going to come down to a big turnover here. You know they're going to feed the ball to big 42 or 44 or 4. I mean, those, yep. that's been the trio all game. So they're going to get the ball to one of them, and we're going to have to use those timeouts. 344 left to go in the football game. First and 10 for Fenwick at the 48 in their own territory. Corbett under center out of the T formation. Hand off to Davis. Davis to midfield into Roger Bacon territory to the 48-yard line. Four yards on the pickup. Second and six. It's good seeing Zach Witten back out there as well. Yeah. Hopefully we'll see Stan Hart out there again next week on senior night. Yeah. Purcell comes to town. It's a big one. It's a big one. It's the biggest rivalry for Roger Bacon in my opinion. And that game will be at 7 o'clock next Friday night. We'll be on the air at 640. 
3-10 remaining to go in this football game. At this point, you got to just tighten everybody up within under the 10 yards and, and take your chances. Corbett turns around, hands it off to Davenport, off right tackle to the 45, to the 40, to the 35, to the left-hand side, to the 30, to the 20, and he's going to be run out of bounds, shy of the 20, at about the 21-yard line. 28 yards on the run by Davenport, and it's a first down for Fenwick. Yeah, it looks like uh, Davenport got shaken up a little bit on that play as well. He's, he's gassed as much as he's run. Boy, they have got a 122 yards rushing for Davenport. How much was it that Davis had? 186. 186. So they've got 300 yards, over 300 yards in rushing offense tonight between the two of them. And in my opinion, Roger Bacon still had chances to win this game. Oh, big time, yeah. Just couldn't take advantage of the opportunities. Corbett's going to throw it out in the flat, and that one is complete to Rucker. Rucker is going to take it inside the 10, and he'll be run out of bounds at the 7-yard line. That's just falling asleep out there at the corner position, you know, and when you see him run all day, all day, all day, and your, your mind gets trained to, to look at that, you just fall asleep, and he wasn't able to make the tackle. That was the best throw I've seen Corbett make all night. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And that's where coming, bringing your, your secondary a little bit tighter when you get a team that's running plays in the, to your hand if, if you can play tight man-to-man coverage on that as well. Davis is in the backfield with Corbett out of that T formation. We may not see him throw the football again. No, they're definitely not throwing again. Durham, Durham is in the backfield now, along with Davis, out of that tee. Handoff goes to Durham. Durham takes it to the 10, and he is wrapped up on a textbook tackle by Coogley and brought him right down at about the 9-yard line. That was man versus man right there. Those are both two big boys going right at it. And uh, that's what you like to see the game of football be about, is two guys playing the game the right way, form tackle, the running back ran the way he's supposed to run with the shoulder square, and uh, it, it was a great football player right there. 220 and running left to go in the football game. 24-12, Fenwick on top of it. I'm guessing Davis is going to get the ball here. Davis and Durham are in the backfield. Handoff, Corbett's going to keep it on the fake handoff, runs it right up the middle, breaks a couple of tackles, and he's in for the score. Corbett takes it in from eight yards out, 2-0-1 left to go in the football game, and it is now 30-12. to Rolled right out of 55's hands for Roger Bacon. I mean, he had him wrapped up in the backfield and just rolled right out of it. And again, that's just, that just comes down to being young and, and inexperienced uh, on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, you got a couple seniors out there, but the future, again, is bright for Roger Bacon. So these guys are getting some invaluable experience to, to being out here playing the game at, at this level at such a young age. So Beckman will come in to attempt the extra point again. 2:01 left to go in this football game, and Beckman tonight has been perfect in trying to score. This one is up, and it is good. He hasn't been as great on the kickoffs. 2:01 left to go in the game. Your score. It's now Fenwick 31, Roger Bacon 12. 
Substation 2 has been bringing Florence the freshest food at the lowest prices since 1981. You've tried the rest, now come taste the best fresh sliced sub sandwiches anywhere. Substation 2 was voted the best sub sandwich in Northern Kentucky by Northern Kentucky Magazine in 2016. Let Substation 2 cater your next event. Give them a call at 859-371-9490 or come visit them at 7905 Dream Street in Florence. Substation 2, quality at a price you can afford. Well, 201 left to go in this game and the score 31 to 12. Fenwick on top of it, but the score is not indicative of how this game has been tonight. Absolutely not. I mean, it's been, it's been a hard fought battle on both ends. I mean, you have some turnovers from both teams and, uh, some possibilities of a big plays from Roger Bacon. They just couldn't take advantage of them and, um, there's a lot of fight in these Spartans though and, and I like seeing that because they're still fighting, uh, right now, uh, down 31 to 12. Two timeouts left for the Spartans. They'll be back at home next Friday night against Purcell, 6.40 with the pregame and 7 o'clock with the kickoff. Rob will be back next week if we let him back in the booth. <laughs> well, thank thank you, Rob Rickenball, for letting me stand in. I hope I, I filled his oh, shoes rather well. It has been fun here tonight. Beckman is going to kick a short kickoff up, and really? it'll be taken in by one of the upbacks. Looks like onside kick. An onside kick up 31-12? I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt that that was not an on-purpose onside kick. Yeah, he just hit the top, the top of the ball and it rolled about 13 <laughs> yards and we fell on it. I can't believe that. So the ball at the 44-yard line, Roger Bacon taking it over in their own territory. I'm guessing something up to uh, Coleman here or Capel's coming. Capel goes out wide left, Coleman comes out wide to the right. Bullock out of the shotgun now. Dropping back, Bullock throws it into the flat, complete to Wolf. Wolf at the 45, and he'll be stacked up and brought down at the 46-yard line. That's a gain of two. Yeah, he's got to he's got to take that sideline route once he gets it. He's got to take what he can get, get out of bounds, and stop that clock. Hurry up, offense by the Spartans. I like seeing this empty set though. That's what it is. Bullock moving Kiner in motion. Hand up on the jet to Kiner. Kiner around the right side to midfield to the 45. He stacked up, broke away from a tackle inside the 45 to the 43-yard line. An 11-yard gain and a first down for Kiner. Kiner, boy, when he gets ahead of steam, he goes. He does. He does. He's fun to watch. He's been out in check, but he's been fun to watch. Minute 30 left to go. Again, empty backfield. Bullock drops straight back, looks to the left. He's got a receiver. Complete to Edmondson. Edmondson of the 40 to the 35, cuts back inside, and he's going to be dropped at the 32-yard line. That's another 11-yard gain, but he made a mistake of cutting back inside instead of going outside and stopping right. the clock. Right. That's just, you got to know where you're at on the football field, have some football awareness, uh, especially when the game's on the line, the, the, the time's ticking. Minute 14 to go, Bullock drops back. From the 32, throws it over the middle to Capel, and Capel had it right in his hands, and it dropped right out of his hands, that's incomplete. A, that was a great ball by Bullock. He also had uh, Edmondson on backside skinny post as well, uh, so he had two options. And I'm, I'm kind of wishing we would have saw this offense a little earlier as far as spread out, because I mean it's keeping Fenwick on their toes. Minute nine left to go in this game. 31-12, Fenwick. He's going to come away with a victory. Bullock is going to throw it up the left side into the end zone. He's got Coleman, and Coleman, did he come down with it? No, incomplete. Coleman could not come down with it. And I think Coleman hit the bottom of the, the, the stanchion of the scoreboard. He did. Holy cow. 
Boy, I mean, he took He's a limping. hard, yeah, he took a hard hit along that steel stanchion that holds up the scoreboard and now he's got to hustle back to the line of scrimmage a minute two left to go third and ten and probably run another deep route from the 32 yard line of Fenwick Bullock out of the shotgun drops straight back looks over the middle plenty of time he's going to throw the ball into the end zone he's got Kiner in the back of the end zone and it is incomplete but a flag is thrown it'll be pass interference Pass interference will be called against Fenwick with 54 seconds left to go in the ballgame. I'm not sure he, even if he had caught it, Tommy, I'm not sure if he'd have been in the... If he would have been in bounds? Yeah. I don't think he would have either. He was but, way deep. But that's the thing is when, when you're throwing the deep ball like that, you're putting the ball in the air, you're, you're making the defensive back make a play because he's in a bad position with his back to the ball. So the more we can get vertical... Uh, with that empty set, it's freed up a lot more time for Bullock as well because you don't see Fenwick pressuring him. And Bullock just threw that ball. He did. About 40 yards in the air with just a flick of the wrist. He's got a pretty ball, I'll tell you that. He does. 54 seconds left to go in the game. 31-12 Fenwick on top of it. but The Spartans are looking to get their first offensive touchdown of the night. Now, Kiner. Out of the pistol with Bullock to the left. Bullock is going to throw it into the end zone. He's got Coleman. Coleman in. And is call that, an offensive pass um, interference. I think they're going to call offensive pass interference. The officials are going to confer about it. Coleman, I think, even believes that that's what they're going to call. And it will be against Roger Bacon. Yeah, Coleman, Coleman might have got away with it had he not extended the arm. Right. Right, you, you got to learn to be a little bit more sly, keep that arm tucked into you, uh, and then use your forearm more than your hands to get the ball off or get the, the defender off you. So instead of first and 10, it will be first and 15, back to the 32-yard line. The goal here is let's just get a let's get a score here, let's get some momentum going into next week as well. Let's end on a positive. Bullock. We'll have Kiner to the right of him out of the pistol. Trips to the near side. Coleman on the left side. Dropping back. Bullock. Plenty of time. Throws it out into the flat. And it is complete. But staying in bounds is the receiver at the 32-yard line. And now Roger Bacon will use a timeout. 40 seconds left to go in the ballgame. thing about it is, Coleman didn't even get off the line of scrimmage on that play. <laughs> Immediately, he was talking to the coach off to the side he was set but he was looking at the coach for the play call and Bullock snapped the ball and Coleman didn't get off the line of scrimmage right away yeah so that just goes to tell you that the play's going to the other side if he's not even ready for the ball or it's not intended to him so uh, they just got to be more aware of where they're at on the field uh, especially when the clock's not running so, yeah. you know that was after an incomplete pass so you guys some time to get back the play clock was going down but it wasn't threatening to expire so We'll see what we got here. 40 seconds left to go in the football game. Roger Bacon using one of their two remaining timeouts. Well, if you're going to onside kick, you might as well use your timeouts up at the end of the game. That's right. Boy, Fenwick's defense deep. Almost 30 yards behind the line of scrimmage. Hopefully we're running something across the middle here. Bullock, fake handoff. Pump fake. Now throws it into the left corner of the end zone. He's got Coleman back there. Coleman, did he come down with it? He did. Touchdown. Coleman went up. Boy, what a catch by Coleman. A heck of a catch by Zach Coleman. 
32-yard touchdown pass to Zach Coleman with 33 seconds left to go, and it's 31-18. So Roger Bacon's probably going to go for two here. That would make it an 11-point game. Right. And they will. Bullock barking out the signals to the offensive line as the Spartans will go for two. Bullock out of the pistol formation. Pitch out to Kiner. Kiner around the left-hand side. He's going to take it to the to the five. Flag is down in the end zone. Kiner did not get into the end zone for the two, but a flag is thrown in the end zone. It's going to be on Fenwick. It's going to be holding on Fenwick. And it will be holding against Roger Bacon. Decline, so the play will stand. No two-point conversion. It's no good. And with 33 seconds left to go in the game, it's 31-18. to 18. It looked like Fenwick. Zach Coleman got held there and then spun around. So that, play, that got the player for Fenwick was able to make that play. So there's 33 seconds next week per cell. 6.40 with the pregame. 7 o'clock with the kickoff. Senior night. Final home game of the season. Final game of the season. Hard to believe that these guys started out the 1st of August with two-a-days, and now here we are just a week away from the end of the season. Yeah, time flies when you're having fun, doesn't it? Oh, it does. (laughs) Yeah. It should be a good one next week, though, against Purcell. It definitely should be. I think they just signaled unsportsmanlike conduct against Roger Bacon as the penalty, and that's what it is. It's a 15-yarder. Wow. They're going to mark it back to the 25-yard line. But that flag was thrown while the play was going on. How do you get an unsportsmanlike while the play is going on? Unbelievable. I, Yeah, I mean, I'm confused. Well, we had five downs last week. Right. So, still haven't figured that one out. Yeah. These guys get graded, so I'm curious the talking to that they get after after some of these games uh, once some of this stuff comes to fruition. I've got friends that are officials, and the grading status that they use is not exactly the most mathematical. No, <laughs> it's not. Is that, any, is that a political way of putting it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not right up there with with rocket science. Bird is gonna, he's looking over the sideline. Am I just pooching it? And here comes the onside kick. And it looked like it hit somebody in the back for Roger Bacon. And it is gonna be down right at the 30 yard line. It didn't even go five yards. He kicked it straight into the ground and then it hit a Roger Bacon player as he's running, uh, right in his backside. And it looks like Fenwick's gonna get the ball and probably just kneel it out, hopefully. Well, they should. 20, 33 seconds left to go in the game. Corbett is in. They've got Davis, and they're going to go into the victory formation, and that's what they'll do. That will be a... So Fenwick will move their record now to 5-4 and four going into the last game of the year. As Corbett takes the snap, a couple of steps backwards, takes a knee, and that will do it. Clock is going to run out. There's 25 seconds left to go. Fenwick is going to go to five and four, four and two in the GCL North, while the Spartans are now three and six. They are one and five in the GCL Central. 
And this one, 31-6-18, their final score tonight, Tommy. But as we said earlier, I mean, this, this is a game where Roger Bacon could have won this football game and just blew opportunities. They did. It was time and time again. I mean, uh, the defense for Roger Bacon played um, lights out. I mean, in my opinion, I mean, they, they stepped up. They played well the first half. They kept them in the ball game. And uh, the second half, it looked like they just got worn out, and, and uh, it took its toll on them. And, and, they, and Fenwick was able to capitalize on turnovers, and uh, Roger Bacon wasn't. So that's a difference in the game. Well, we'll be back to take a look at some final stats, scores, and wrap this thing up from Fenwick High School, your final. Fenwick Falcons 31 and the Roger Bacon Spartans 18. Hi, I'm Jim Lachey. Studies show that students who play school sports tend to have better attendance records, higher grade point averages, and fewer discipline problems, and are more likely to pursue a college education. High school sports also teach leadership, character, and provide a foundation for becoming a good citizen. Let's respect the game. And remember to keep the student first and student athlete. This message brought to you by the Ohio High School Athletic Association. You hear that early learning is a business issue. Here's how. When babies and young children grow up with plenty of positive, high-quality learning experiences, they're much more likely to become productive, contributing members of society. That's important to the business world, which depends on skilled and educated employees to succeed. For more about the business connection, go to bestbeginningsalaska.org. Early learning, it's everybody's business. This message brought to you by Best Beginnings and this station. Well, 31-18, to 18, your final score here this evening. Roger Bacon now falls to four and six on the season, one and five in the GCL. Tommy, you know, like we talked, this is a game where I know they tried to do some different things offensively. They started out the ball game with, with players that didn't play in the first quarter. But overall, I thought the team just couldn't get anything as far as continuity involved offensively, and that was because Fenwick just did a great job of handling the football. They did. I mean, they, they were they shortened the game. They were killing the clock, and uh, Roger Bacon struggled to get in that rhythm just for the fact that Fenwick was keeping Kiner contained. You know, I mean, uh, we all know that Roger Bacon uh, relies on Corey Kiner right now to – get those yards, have some of those big gains and, and those big runs to open up the passing attack and vice versa. And uh, Tyler Bullock had some very, very nice throws tonight, and um, hopefully that, that'll transition to next week and, and we'll have some success next week. So when you look at this one, you, you, there's a lot of things to, to grow upon. Of course, the, the team is going to grow as, as young as they are, but now you've got Purcell that is coming into the stadium next week to round out the football season and as you said that's always a big rivalry and it's got something that they need to play for next week it is i mean it's it's a crosstown rival it's a sense of pride it's it's having a sense of urgency and and know that you want to finish the season on a high note i mean beat purcell senior night at home at roger bacon in brown basevich stadium um against your your big rival and the, the other school that you fight to get kids over i mean uh, the time's now, you know, and this is the rise of the Spartans, and, and I have a feeling that we're going to come out guns a-blazing and, and ready to play next week. All right, some quick scores. Anderson beating Milford right now in the fourth quarter, but it's a close one, 40-35. to 35. Princeton over Hamilton, 24-17. Chaminade, Julian, and Baden, boy, this one's turned out to be a barn burner, 24-22 in the fourth quarter of play. It... Other scores, LaSalle over St. Charles, 21-3. to Alter beating McNicholas tonight. That's a final, 28-14. to And Coleraine defeated Lakota West, 52-10 to here tonight. 
boy, some big games. So what are the what do the Spartans have to do to win next week? Well, you, you need to come back and understand that you know you took your lumps in this game, all right? You came out of here probably pretty dinged up. Uh, against a good Fenwick running attack, and now the game's on the line as far as having momentum in the next season. So uh, getting through this next week, coming out of there with a win, uh, gives you great momentum going into the off season, and uh, hopefully for a future playoff run for next year, uh, which I know uh, they're, they're probably going to make. Well, it's been fun working with you tonight. We'll have to do it again sometime. You as well. I appreciate it, my friend. <laughs> it's been fun here this evening, except for the final score. So that's going to do it. We're going to wrap things up here from Fenwick High School here tonight, where your final score once again was Fenwick winning it by a final of 31-18. to 18. Roger Bacon now 3-6 and six on the year, 1-5 and five in the GCL, while Bishop ups their mark to 5-4 and four overall, and they are 4-2 and two in the GCL. Our thanks to... Both coaches here tonight, Joe Airwood, and also to Mike Blout. Our thanks to the athletic directors here at both schools. To, of course, to Tommy Watkins. And our thanks to Rob Rickenbaugh for doing the interviews here tonight. Our thanks to all of our sponsors, which made this possible. But our thanks most of all to you for listening here this evening. I'm Dave Mitchell for Tommy Watkins, reminding you once again the final score tonight. It was Bishop Fenwick. 31, Roger Bacon, 18. Until next time, I'm Dave Mitchell. Have a good night, everybody. You've been listening to an Ultimate Sports presentation of Roger Bacon High School Football. This game has been brought to you by The Lucky Turtle on 8621 Winton Road in Finneytown. OneCom Media. Call for all your digital needs at 513-268-2799. Kelsey Chevrolet, call Josh Wilking, Roger Bacon Class of 2012 at 812-532-2931, KelseyChev.com. The Mount St. Joe University, Sunday's Pub on 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. Substation 2 in Florence, call for your next event at 859-371-9490. Join us next time for Roger Bacon Spartans High School Football. This has been an UltimateSportsTalk.com internet radio presentation.